It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Shotgun? Check. Smoke grenades? Check. Rabid My Little Pony repellent? Double check. It's the five games for Doomsday Expeditions. Well, here we are, Steve. Are you, are you not talking? Because we stopped the recording because you used a really fucking offensive word. What, then? <laughs> exactly. So we had to record again. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. What I was trying to say... Yeah, go on. ...was that high summer in Berlin, for me, yeah. is marked by Berlin... By Berlin, Berlin Gun, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you haven't been here in summer in four yeah, years. Because I got the big C. Exactly. And, and COVID, the, not cancer. Right. The year before that, it was in winter. The year before yeah. that, it was canceled. 2019 Sorry. is the last time you've been at the proper summer Berlin Bridgefield Con, the best con in the world. You think this is the best con in the world? That I've been to. Really? Yeah, which I... And I assume... My experience is representative of everything that's available. Essen is just a big, like, shopping extravaganza. Think it's better than LyriaCon? It's much smaller scale LyriaCon. What I like about BerlinCon is I know the people who run it. I love the atmosphere. I like the size. Like, LyriaCon is, like, the best boutique gaming con. It doesn't even feel like a con. It feels like a bunch of friends getting together and playing games over the weekend. It's great. But this this is, like, local. It's, like, my con. Uli comes. The Flow Mart. I like the whole vibe. I like the fact that it's Berlin. A lot of the reasons why it's my favorite and why I think it's the best are particular to me. Is it because you just get really lazy and you don't like traveling anywhere? I love traveling. I love traveling. I think that Berlin kind of has a lot to recommend it. This venue is really great. Do you know what it doesn't have to recommend it? I mean, you're here. The fucking beers are 330 milliliters. What the fuck's that bullshit? Yeah, and, and 350. And 350. Yeah, can you bring your own? I mean, we could sneak them in in a bag. Yeah, maybe we could just like put them over the fence over there. Exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't Anyways, notice. so we're here at... So what are you expecting from this weekend at Berlin Bridgefield Con? I mean, you dragging me around, doing boring interviews, telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Uli, Uli Blenemann, he's like generally the highlight of any... Like, you've got to wonder what his joke that he's going to beat to death yeah. for the whole weekend is going to be this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe help out a little bit in the uh, Spielworks booth because I, f- I feel like I work for him again. Yeah, I mean, you feel like it. I feel like he's giving me another chance. You know, and it's about time. 
he was right to make the call that he did last year. Yeah, he was, yeah. I wasn't pulling my weight. You didn't, I mean, you didn't do anything. <laughs> Uli, message received. Ooh, Things are going to change. So, hot off the presses. What? What? Just got a message on the Discord. Yeah. How do the listeners join the Discord, Steve? They go to Five Games for Doomsday. Yeah. Com, all yeah. spelled out. Yeah. And at the top of the page. That's right. There's like a pinned post. There is a pinned post. Yeah. And there's a link in that post. Yeah. If you click on the link, That's you will right. be redirected by your browser. Yeah. Which doesn't matter if you're using Chrome or Firefox. Or, or even, does anyone use the Microsoft one? Maybe Vivaldi Edge. You probably use Opera. Edge. You probably I use Opera. You're an Edge Lord, aren't you? Yeah. Opera, yeah. So any any browser I think will work. You will be redirected to Discord, and you're in. You're in. We have in. we have no standards Open door policy. for membership. Everyone is welcome. There is a code of conduct, but as you will see, it's quite liberal. Yeah. So, code of conduct is lols first. Top lols. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's offensive or anything. As long as it's lols. I mean, if it's not offensive, well, it's not lols. We'd have to have it? like a private, like we may have to have a chat over DM. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, we didn't do a new show last month because I was whisked away to the United States of A. Yeah, good excuse. And so I don't. There was absolutely no opportunity for you to record the whole time you were there. No. You just couldn't get it together. I was too busy fucking. What? What were you too busy doing? Hobnobbing in Hollywood. What were you too busy doing? I was. I was working. How many drinks being bought for you? That's how. That's how. Busy yeah, lots you were. of drinks and a few meals as well. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. so I, have, I have a feeling that if you really did make it to the big leagues, yeah, you would forget all about all the people who brought you. Yeah. I would. I would never hear from you again. Not fucking. Not a big, phone no. call. Not an email. Nothing. Absolutely. Just fucking gone. Gone. Ghosted. Be me and Cruz. I'd be like Ben. Ben, what about what about us? I'm off to the Scientology Celebrity Center, Steve. You would fucking drop me like a fucking stone. Fucking hail Zenu, go fuck yourself. Our history, our friendship, yeah. every like building up this in podcast a, over years. In a second, though. Yeah. Like, like it wouldn't, I wouldn't even feel the remotest bit of guilt about it. No, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a regret. Hail Zenu, me and Cruz. But then when it all ends and blows yeah. up in your face, because that shit never lasts. Hey, Steve, what are you doing? Yeah, this weekend, quickly Steve? crawling back You're as, right? if, as if nothing had happened. And the thing is, you wouldn't have spoken to anyone but your wife. <laughs> For the entire time. So you'd be like, yeah, you can come over if you want, mate. That's undignifying. What am I going to say? Yeah. We just broke up with We me. just never talk. We just never talk about it. He was my friend and then he went and got it's like fucking famous. It's like that time your missus caught us having sex. What? We never... What? Anyway, so, don't know who... Uh, so, I'm going to say this to the listeners. If you back the Patreon and I missed calling out your name, send me a message over Patreon and I'll remedy it. Yeah, I mean, Ben has the um, the memory of a, of a hummingbird. So, you know, I don't want to get into it and I will certainly not mention any names, but we've had a few people drop out this month. Summer must be hard. Well, we've got a couple of people. So I'm going to give you their name and your- people who dropped out? No, the people who backed. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, is it my turn? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How do you know? Because I've got the you fucking no phone idea. in front of me. You have no idea. Anyway, so, Steve. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a nickname already, but you've got to try and put a hat on a hat here. How many are there? Two. Oh, only two, okay. Uh, Atomic Jukebox. Juice Box. Atomic Juice Box. The name is Atomic Juice Box? Atomic Juice Box. You've got to put a hat on a hat. Atomic Juice Box. Yeah. Atomic Da Bomb Juice Box. It's as good as anything. And this isn't a new backer, but there's someone who's quite extensively upped their pledge. I'm not going to mention figures because that's crass, but quite extensively. Higher than me? 
you're still the primary backer, but you know, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to compete with me. They're second place. All right, who is it? This is my old school friend that I met at RageCon in Reno, James Dovey. James Dovey? Have I heard of James Dovey before? He's the guy who works at Apple, did the Apple Watch. All right, so James Lovey Dovey, thank you for your pledge. Excellent. So, what would be a successful Berlin Con for you this weekend? I find a hidden gem in the Flowmark, a yeah. game that I secretly, in the back of my mind, have been yeah. wanting to pick up for a long time. Never thought I could get it, and it's in there. And I get in first before anybody else, and I spot it across the room. Our eyes lock, we embrace, so I don't and I go home with it. I don't think that's what it is. Because your wife's away for the week. I think that on Saturday night, you get home and the flat's empty, and you manage to finally crack that fucking barrier and suck your own dick. So here we are, Stephen. Day one, Berlin Con. Uh, I love it, Ben. I love it. Every year I love it more. We're at the, more than Essen. We're at the HCM booth. And yeah. we're here. Yeah, we just ran into your personal friend. We're here with the star of the show. And he's currently signing games. Matthew Dunstan, designer of Next Station London. Yeah, yeah. He, he deigns to hang around with us. Yeah, I know. It's like we're hanging around with fucking... Brad Pitt or something. I don't, I don't typically hang out with people who, who deign, you know? I'm usually the deigning one. Exactly. I'm the exactly. deign. I mean, in our relationship, you're yeah. deigning all the time. I'm constantly deigning. When am I not deigning when I'm around you? Exactly. And, and, and now... I'm getting a taste of my own medicine. You're being deigned at. Yeah. So I'm just going to run off to grab another celebrity. Excuse me. Would you speak into my microphone quickly? Yes is the answer. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. I've got a microphone here. I don't know why I'm speaking into this one as well. This one's for you. So I'm here with a designer of Challengers, nominated for this year's Kennerspiel this Yaris. Are you shitting yourself? Um, not yet. Maybe tomorrow. So, so was it a surprise to be nominated for this prestigious award? Um, it's, well... Or are you one of these people who thinks... I'm a fucking genius. Of course I was nominated. No, 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 I don't think so. It, it, uh, it was, an, let's say it was an honor. I, I don't like to think about uh, too much about uh, what would happen and may, could happen or something like that. Did you expect it? Um, I think we... Um, yes, because some of the um, jury members, they were like... Uh, already in their blog posts were very fond of it so we were uh, very much hoping for it um, and then they, uh, during the re reveal mm -hmm. they revealed it one at a time yeah. from the long list who will be on the short list and we were the last one to, that, uh, that we picked so it was really exciting for us <laughs> and so where, were you watching it live? yeah on, uh, in the, on the stream yes in Vienna in Vienna so we came together at uh, Anita, White Castle yeah. Games, and watched it together. And, yeah. So how does it feel? So, so what do you think that Alexander Pfister feels about you now being the most famous Austrian board game designer? Uh, I know him very well, because we made already two games together and uh, some upcoming. Um, he was... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's... <laughs> this envious. <laughs> so he's not he's not writing you terrible text messages. No, 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 not at all. Uh, but he was a little bit astonished at uh, our other game that we did together with that uh, Marcus and me did together. Yeah. Noobs wasn't uh, on a shortlist as well uh, because I think he liked it. 
So, tell me, be honest. As a percentage, what chance do you think you have of winning the award tomorrow? You can be honest with me. Um, off the record? <laughs> I, I've got a microphone in front of your face, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, 44.4%. Wow, that's confident. Really? Yeah, nearly half. I mean, it's three games. Anything over 33% is confident. It's, uh, everything is confident? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll chat tomorrow at the ceremony, win or lose. And, you know, we can have a drink if you win, and we can have a drink if you lose. Yeah, especially if we lose. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to move over now to interview. I'm going to interrupt these guys' conversation, and I'm here with Spiel des Jahres Award nominee, who was on my podcast not two days ago, Matthew Dunstan. Matthew. Hello, Ben. Welcome again. Yes, I know. It's, it's, it's a lot harder seeing you in the flesh. So you were just telling me off, off mic how much how happy you are moving back to Australia so you can kick Phil Walker Harding's ass in public how's that beef going? It's going we've met once he, you know, he, he agreed to see me once uh, it, was, it was cordial Did you do that thing that football players do on the pitch where they put four heads together? Like, no I did it what other football players where they you know that you stomp on their heads like oh, in rugby nice. you know that's uh, yeah uh, I mean, it's been outlawed now, but not not between game designers. So, so is this? So, so I'm breaking exclusive. You committed grievous bodily harm on Phil Walker Harding. I mean, the police don't know, but I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't have mentioned it, maybe. But uh. so, so this is your second Spiel des Jahres award. Well, it's your first Spiel des Jahres. Yeah. Your second. You were nominated In for the, the Kenner Spiel before. Yes. So, a couple of questions. Firstly, have you noticed a spike in sales due to your nomination? Uh not exactly. I think sales always lag a bit. I think I I expect there will be, but yeah, I just don't have the reports, so I guess, but I but I don't know for sure. And so your I get the impression that there is the book is favorite. Yes. Dorfromatic. Yeah. <laughs> so I should put some money on them so I can win either way. Exactly. That's, How surprised would you be if Next Station London comes away with it? I'd be very surprised. I mean, I've just I really I I'm actually a lot more calm than I was eight years ago with Elysium because it's sort of, I think you realise it's just, it is just really nice to be part of it. Like, I, I mean, how many designers get to even go to the ceremony or, you know, come to Berlin and I just, being able to have it a second time, I'm just enjoying it. I don't know that's a very cliche thing to say, but... Well, I, I guess like eight years ago, you were just a plucky scientist no. trying to save the world and now you're an established <laughs> board game designer exactly it's a different it is a very different feeling for me it's actually really nice I haven't really been to a really a German focused convention at, like for example BerlinCon and it's actually nice to, to meet that side of the, a lot of people that I maybe have only met online or uh, otherwise so yeah, I, I think it's it's a positive experience all around so far. I, ask me in another 24 hours, maybe I'll be, I'll be much more nervous, I don't know. But. So, so I guess, right, you don't expect to win. No. But you will be disappointed if you lose. Oh, of course. No, I mean, we're all human. I can't, like, of course I want to win. But no, I think uh, it's... And it's also the thing that um, I think... You, I mean, you're obviously in the German kind of sphere. But I think when you're outside that, you don't really know uh, where everything stands whereas I think in the German sphere you see just how big something like Dorfromantic is so I think there was initially you're sort of like oh you know maybe it has a chance but then you sort of realise and I think that's why you know I mean you, I'm sure you've read a lot of articles about the Spiel des Jahres written by non-Germans um, 
who like don't understand it and think that it doesn't represent you know board gaming anymore or at least like what the so kind did of did you read that Dicebreaker article oh. by Matt Thrower I now I like Matt Thrower I think he's a good writer he's a very nice guy but that article had yeah. me spitting fucking teeth yeah I I think it just it, it just perpetuates a lack of understanding of what Spiel des Jahres is and also I guess what like the cultural importance of board gaming in Germany which I, maybe is hard to understand um, from a foreign perspective and it struck me now I might be attributing my own sort of <laughs> interpretation on this but it, it struck me as like what are these Germans doing yeah but it's not relevant because it's not an English speaking award right I know I mean it's I, I think there is one point that's fair and, and for whatever reason there hasn't been an award in the English speaking world that has sort of reached that sort of I mean, uh, level of importance, but that doesn't diminish, obviously, what Spiel des Jahres means in the German sphere and, and in the international sphere. And I mean, they've worked really hard at that, actually, yeah, to, I mean, to increase its international kind of reach. And, and the fundamental difference is, is you get board game reviews in broadsheet newspapers in Germany. Exactly. It's taken much more seriously as an art form, so therefore, of course, the award is going to be more significant. Right? Yeah, and you can't, uh, like... Until you go to the Spiel des Jahres ceremony and you see like the amount of professional press there with you know television cameras and things. I mean, I it's interviewed the German culture secretary oh, really? at the ceremony one year. You didn't yeah. swear that time though. Oh yeah, yeah, she <laughs> swore like a trooper. It was amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, I I admire Matt as well. I think it's. I just wish there were more. It'd be nice to see, like, I mean, someone like yourself, for example, who who understands that context but also can understand a more international context we need more of those articles kind of reaching out and bringing people into and also I think appreciating the importance of uh, lifting up games which should be played by a very wide range of people right well I think I think what, I, what struck me about that article the most I think was it was written by a gamer being very snobby about the kind of games that win the Spiel that, but that's right? fine right everyone, like, everyone has their own preferences and that's fine but I guess it's just that's what it is. It's a preference, and uh, it's no point in trying. And I mean, I'm not playing fucking Twilight Imperium with someone who doesn't know how to play games, right? Yeah. And, and the Spiel des Jahres is fundamentally a, a a prize about broadening the appeal of games. Exactly, right? exactly. And you can have disagreements. Like Eric Martin made a very good video about, you know, like he he didn't particularly like or agree with the nominations here, but I feel like he at least uh, then suggested games which still fit within the remit of what the Spiel des Jahres is, and, and that just shows there's a difference between. I'm sure there are many members of the jury that don't all agree at the same thing. They, they might vote for one and the other one wins, but at least Eric, I felt, he, he has more of an understanding of, of well, what the award's trying to do. I think there's a fundamental difference between saying I disagree with the nominees and saying the award <laughs> is a load of shit because they don't like the games I like, right? Yeah, but I mean, anyway, in the end, end it's still, I mean, nobody can... Uh, argue that the Spiel has this it still has the importance it has and no matter what articles come out I think it still seems to be a positive influence in the industry I mean I do agree with his point at the start which is it is just it's lucky any award is sort of lucky of and, and, and if you are the designer to have that kind of boon or even to be nominated we started talking about sales I mean that is just you can't control it I remember talking to Bruno Catala once and you know he was an incredibly talented designer for a very long time oh did you hear that? <laughs> It was just the clang as the name dropped onto the floor. No, so. but, but and he and he hadn't and he hadn't uh, won, you know. But his kind of his life changed when King Domino won, not because he changed as a designer, but just because it was the right game, the right time, with the right presentation, etc. And, and suddenly you make a lot of money, right? Exactly, and and I feel so great for him because that that really changed 
I guess, his financial situation, and, and and that's fantastic. So I would love if more designers could have that, but of course, you know, and like that it all or not, you know, board gamers are apathetic and don't really care yeah. about things like awards. The Spiel des Jahres can significantly change people's lives, and it's designers' lives. It's not fucking Jeff Bezos' life, so that's a good thing, right? Yeah, and, and potentially it helps, it still must serve its function in the German context, right? It yeah. still helps German consumers guide them towards games that, that more often than not they'll enjoy or at least be a good springboard into the hobby. So I, I think it's still doing what it's meant to do, which is a positive thing. It's bringing more people into the board gaming world. And then some of those people will go on to love Terra Mystica or, or whatever. And that's great. But they also might just continue to enjoy the next Builder Jara's winner and, and so on and so forth. So. so last question then. If you win tomorrow, will you name check me from the stage? <laughs> I, I, well... <laughs> You can be my official uh, translator, if you like. Oh, lovely. You, you can come up and, and just change whatever I say for the... Uh... I know all of the choice swear words Excellent. German, good, so good. Be I'll be like, I thought I was thanking everyone, but now they're booing me. I, I don't think Ben's doing his job properly. Uh, but uh, no, I, I'll think... Well, I'm not sure if I will remember. If I win, I think my mind will have gone blank at that point. I very diplomatically put, Matthew <laughs> Dunstan. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. Have a great day. Willkommen in Berlin. Ich bin hier with Markus Slivovitz. Sorry, I'm going to do this in English. I'm going to do this in English because my audience don't speak German. So I'm here with Marcus Slavicek. I do like Slivovitz though. And he is the co-designer of, bloody hell, it's gone out of my head, Challengers, nominated for the Kennerspiel des Jahres. So firstly, he said that he thinks you've got a 44% chance of winning. Do you think that's too low or do you think that's too high? <laughs> I think around that number it could be right. Maybe a little bit higher. The, the confidence blows my mind. So, it's a very unique game. How did you come up with it? Uh, like the both of us really enjoyed uh, a, a game genre which is called Auto Battler, yeah. where pretty much uh, the game is building up a team and then just letting the, the teams smash against the, each other and looking which player built the best team. And so uh, both of us enjoyed this a lot in, in digital games. And so we thought, why not make a, a, a board game version out of it? And this was sort of the, the, the starting stone for challenges. And so, how many games, is this your first published game or have you had games published before? Uh, this is like my fifth. Okay. And I think, Johannes has like over 10 games published. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, did you think that it would be nominated for the Kennerspiel? Uh, like, uh, at the beginning, no, not at all. I mean, we, we weren't even sure if we would make it to a finished game. It was right. just like uh, uh, tinkering around with different uh, modes and, and trying out stuff. But then, uh, later on in the development process, we, we realized just how much fun people had with it. So, uh, like, at the time we, we, we signed the contract and, and found, like, publishers, we were already kind of sure that we had something special here, mm -hmm. but then at the end you, you never know uh, how people like it until it's released to the mass market. So, uh, the nomination was uh, a surprise, of course, but uh, we already felt that we had a special game. So... How do you think you'll feel if you don't win tomorrow? 
I mean, uh, if we don't win, it was just a fun event and being here, meeting the other designers, meeting the publishers, it's just such a great event. And uh, winning would just be like the cherry on the ice cream. What we already achieved, what we already have is amazing. And so, what will you do to celebrate if you do win? <laughs> like uh, our our distributor uh, Esmori mm. has a little party planned in case Ooh. in case we w will win. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So is the party going to be cancelled if you lose? Uh, every... That depends on the mood, I think. <laughs> like, uh, I, I will go either way. Yeah. yeah. And so, what do you have coming up? Game-wise, yes. So, uh, Johannes and I recently uh, had a game published by Cosmos, yep. which is called uh, Noobs in Space. Yep. It's like a, a cooperative communication game, where as a team you have to communicate really well to solve uh, problems on your spaceship. Uh, and we think this is again uh, something special we 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 created there. So uh, we're looking forward to how it uh, how people will perceive it. Excellent. So I wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the interview. So it's Berlin Con, it's day one. I'm here with the Klaus Kinski of board gaming, the, the living legend that is Uli Blenemann. Uli, welcome to a civilized city for once. Uh, hello, Ben. Yeah, for me, coming from a rural area, I'm overwhelmed by Berlin in a good way and in a bad way. So, so firstly, how do you, how has Spielworks been going since you fired your creative director at Essen last year? Yeah, uh, so I think this was the most important thing I ever did. From yeah. there, now Spielworks is much, much better, much more efficient. So that was necessary because he was actually the anti-creative director. Right, exactly. I mean, talentless as much as anything. Yeah. And yet... So this is a world exclusive. Me and Steve Syrek have entered the world of game design. I'm astonished because it needs creativity. Exactly. Oh, I did it all. And then I just put Steve's because I feel sorry for him. So can you tell the listeners what me and Steve have designed? Uh, I haven't seen this game yet, and I'm actually I'm actually afraid seeing it. No, I'm talking it. about I'm talking about the promo. 
Uli didn't fire me. Uli was trying to prepare me for my next, even greater role. I wasn't doing enough as a creative director. I needed to actually design my games myself, not simply direct the designs of others, not simply direct the vision of Spielworks, but actually create the Spielworks product. And I thought at the time that I was losing something, that Uli was taking something away, when actually, and this is so in keeping with the way Uli is with everybody, he was giving me an even greater gift. What's that? The gift of creation. Not just being a creative director, but being a creator. So, Uli, tell the audience, am I going to clip this to you again? Are you, are you a child? Yes. Can you not clip it yourself? Can you know. Okay, so, tell the audience what me and Steve have designed for you. Yeah, there's a world-exclusive yeah. promotion card. Yeah. 5G, 4D promotion card for Oranienburger Kanal. Designed by, by Uwe Rosenberg. By Uwe Rosenberg. So um, it should be available in September. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, and the design is simply brilliant. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Amazing, actually, it's even more amazing thinking about the creativity of Stephen. That, that he has gotten something I mean, he on paper. He didn't do anything. I did it all. Oh, okay. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Make, makes perfect sense. Bullshit. So, and so, so, do you think that now me and Steve have designed a promo for Iranian Burger Canal, we're basically as good as Uwe Rosenberg? Uh, I think in certain ways, yes. In, in what ways would that be? Uh, yeah, well, um, I we can't... We've both got beer uh, <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. And the rest I've mercifully forgotten. So, tell us, why are you at Berlin Con this year? Yeah, I think uh, several reasons. So, uh, I think it's a wonderful convention in contrast to Spiel Essen, which is a fair, a messe. And it's important in my opinion that from time to time Spielworks waves its flag shows that it's existing in a large market but um, it is both being in Berlin different thing convention and also uh, flag waving so that's why I'm here although had I known how hot it is I'd you're in, you're in the one over. room without air conditioning. Exactly. So we'll go for a pint later. So, yeah. so also, we're here with Spiel des Jahres nominee Matthew Dunstan, and uh, you're often quite vocal about the Spiel des Jahres. What, what do you think of the Spiel des Jahres this year and in general? Um, yeah. First, I'm, I'm not the. the, the person who is that interested in Spiel des Jahres. So what I'm criticizing a lot is that it throws a lot of money 
to one company and of course Matthew deserves it. So that would be very nice. But it's not really, in my opinion, the price for best game of the year, Spiel des Jahres, best game. But it is also very much a commercial thing. And looking at this year's nominees, I don't think that they are really strong. In my opinion, family game or Spiel des Jahres, my favorite is Dorf Romantik, yeah. which I played via Steam when it was new. It's nice. <laughs> and I love the designer, the co-designer Michael Palm. So yeah. wonderful person. I interviewed him just the yeah. other day. I don't is Michael the one who owns the game shop? Exactly. Zetol in Constance, wonderful person. I don't care for the board game. I don't care at all for the board game. I think that the video game is much stronger. And in my opinion, it's a solo game, the, the board game. Yeah, more can play, but not more decisions. So I'm criticizing that that is just my impression that from year to year the complexity level is reduced and that's, I don't like this well, I mean, too you much. Look, you look, El Grande won the Spiel des Jahres. I mean, that would never be nominated no, for Spiel des Jahres these days. No, even it might be Kennerspiel, but even there these Slightly, days. Yeah. If, if, if you look at the Kennerspiel nominees, it's a different thing now. And that's what, what I'm criticizing. I'm also criticizing, and um, of course this is very much from Spielwerk's perspective, that um, independent companies are basically not eligible to do this. Why? Because uh, you have to be in general distribution in Germany with a game. That's why a game like Oranienburger Kanal cannot be nominated for Kennerspiel des Jahres. Which, of course, doesn't make any sense. It's like in books, in others, in movies. Let's say Oranienburger Kanal had been nominated. I'm not saying that it had deserved for it. Let's simply assume it has been nominated for Kennerspiel des Jahres. I can guarantee you, in the next week, I have five phone calls from German companies who are saying, Uli, we are doing the German edition of this one. And then it's a license pro project and a product, and of course, it will be distributed all over Germany. So, it doesn't make any sense. If I try to explain this to US companies, they don't understand it at all. But you have to see. Jahres jury, these are 10, 12, maybe 14 people with kids' games jury. A very small group of people, they have their own rules. Right. They do whatever they want. It's not like the Oscars. The Oscars nomination have their own problems, huge problems. But these are 800 people or more. You never know because the numbers are in secret. And this is a small group, own rules, and it's an important award. That's what it is. So you're saying the Spiel des Jahres is a cabal? Maybe it's, this is a little bit too strong. If you if you talk, and I know all the jury members, and I like several very much. Yeah, it's it's uh, they are nice, but just the organization rules are not the rules that I think are they should be. This one is. And so, and so now that basically we work in partnership, you'll publish every game I suggest to you. Is that how it works? Uh, no. 
So it's Berlin College Day 2. I'm here with the des- the organiser of the convention yes. and board game designer extraordinaire. Woo, woo, woo. Verfel Alex. Yes, but I have to correct you. It's not day two because we also started on Friday with a game night. You know you know what I love about Germans? Yes, for me... They'll always it, fucking correct you yeah, on yeah, anything. Yes, because it is a feeling in my body. It's not two days. <laughs> it's fucking three and plus days. So yeah, yes. but not for me. Yeah, not for you, because you are lucky. You can enjoy all of this. And this, on the other hand, makes me extremely lucky. Good, exactly. Yes. So, I'm here. It's... Verfel Alex, organizer of BerlinCon, the most important person of BerlinCon. Maybe, no, but yes. First of all, how has how it gone this year? It is, it was really, really nice and really, really hot. So, yeah, yeah maybe you could say like always in BerlinCon fairs. We had a, yeah, we had a lot of years that were really, really hot and yeah, unfortunately this year also on uh, Saturday, 35 degrees plus. But it is also really interesting that so many people were here that we have to close the gate. So we were sold out. Okay. So we have the, the safety concept here for we can only have a little bit over 5,000 people at the same time on this location for safety reasons, totally fine. But on the other hand, then we have to say, okay, now we have this cap and we are full. And all the people here, they are staying very, very long watching all the games, playing all the games, also really nice. So, but yeah, we have uh, a few people, yeah, and so we, have, what, we have to leave behind. But and, yes. and, and so, how many more people did you get this year than last year? Uh, I don't can give you the exact number, but last year we had nearly a little bit over 12,000 visits yeah. over the whole weekend. I will probably say that we now a little bit over 15,000 visits for this. So, and, and so is the plan to grow every year? Um, not for me. Right. Yeah, not for me. But I'll, if you ask me personally, like you do right now, right. for me the plan is that we have um, a cap. Maybe in two or three years that, uh, for example, the gaming area, the free gaming area right now has something about uh, 1,800 seats. Yeah. And maybe we will go to... 2,300 or 2,400, stuff like this. And these seats are also the limit for the badge for the game night, for right. the stuff. So, And then also some visitors for the daytime and so coming. That's not so restricted. That's more restriction of the convention area. So I think we also get a little bit bigger there. But when we are full with the gaming area and we will go to another location next year yeah. in the Australia Congress Centrum, um, yeah, we will see. Maybe in one or two years we will reach this max of the seats for the gaming area and in my mind then we have a perfect fitting with halls of the exhibition partners and a big hall for the free gaming area and all the other stuff so for the listeners Alex's walkie-talkie is going off exciting yes Einmal noch wiederholen, bitte. He's just asking them to repeat it. He's not getting an answer. This is exciting. <laughs> He's looking at Facebook now. Yes, maybe it was not for me. All we right. will see, but yes. So, 
You're the organizer. So during the year, you do all the logistics, the yes. organizing, speaking to the vendors, speaking to the venue, all of that sort of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. What do you do here during the convention? So during the convention, I'm I'm the leader of the thing. So we have some people from the location, some technical members, stuff like this, and I am uh, yeah, connected to them. For example, there's a problem, I talk to them, and the security is taking care of it, stuff like this. Emergency, I'm talking to this, and they are, if they have something to me, they are the people to come to me. So, and also I manage our team here, hmm? so we're lots of volunteers, stuff like this. If they have a problem, something like this, I manage it, connect us. But also, yeah, I'm a really grounded man, so I also take some trash out, do stuff like this, give water to our team stuff. So yeah, very basically running all over the place. And so, you, so you're basically Gandhi? Yes, basically. maybe, yes, uh, something so, like this. So often people start conventions yes. because they're gamers and they love games. <laughs> and then of course the problem is, if you're the one running the convention, you don't get to play games. Yeah. How does that feel? Are you jealous of the people here playing games all weekend when you're running around working? I played one game. Okay. I think that's a good amount for me at this convention. Right. <laughs> yes. And uh, maybe it gives me, on the one hand, it's really painful for me these few days, really yeah. hard. But also a lot of joy seeing all these happy people here. And uh, for for the part I, I started with uh, yeah with the baby Berlin con I was there the first hour yeah. and it felt like a baby for me and seeing it growing and growing and also getting more part of it it yeah it was a great feeling and felt something natural so that is why I think at this Berlin con I yeah it is okay for me don't play games and so also as your currently designing a game <laughs> yes and we just play tested it and this is your first design right i guess yes i think kind of a board game design yeah so how does it feel to be on the other side you know you're a reviewer and you do videos now you've changed sides how does it feel do you do you now hate people who make board game media <laughs> oh no i i thought it is, of course, it is a different point of view, but really, really interesting. I'm, uh, I studied in uh, print and media technology, mm -hmm. so also doing some something that you have in your hands and work with it is also something I, I really love. And in jobs before, I doing stuff like this, some um, some other stuff there. So creating a construction where other people can play stuff like this is also something I was really intrigued into, and. I don't do it alone, that was really important for me. I joined with uh, really two other great guys, Oscar and Daniel from Heat, for example, of yeah. Rouge. Great friendship there. And for me, the game is all about the scene because it's a bouldering game, climbing game. I'm, I'm a huge fan of climbing and bouldering and I want to connect more of these two peoples, of climbing peoples and board game peoples. And also in this process of making the game, I found out that these, these two birds are already really connected because right. most of the but you never talk about it if you're always board gamers you normally don't talk about climbing right. but when I talked about climbing then they said oh hey I'll also go climbing in the board game and this is about the seam and the stuff like this and yes yeah, so I'm really excited to see more about it we, right now we are in the first steps 
but already it is a really interesting journey, yes. So, last question then. Why should people come to BerlinCon? Because I think it is one place where you can feel the excitement, the positive energy about sitting with people on a table and doing stuff together. Something like that. Excellent. Well, Werfel Alex, future winner of the Spiel des Jahres. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. So it's BerlinCon, it's day two. I'm here with the legend of Berlin Gaming. The, Ooh, yeah. the fulcrum, some might say. <laughs> Meeple Pete. So. Good day, sir. So you constantly say to us that you don't do anything at this convention. Yes. What have you done at this weekend at this convention? Well, first of all, I have recorded five hours of content. Wow. Uh, for the absence of our videos to have... have things presented by publishers and things. Nice. So new games, what's coming in Essen, whatever is here. Uh, I've shown my face to people who that's like true. the channel. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So that's very important. Shaking hands, talking to people. Uh, I set some I set some of the tables up. I fixed some of the requests of the publishers. And uh, otherwise, apart from this, I've nearly done nothing. Why should people come to Berlin come? Because it's an amazing convention. Right? Why? Because you are having fun. You can mm -hmm. play games. You meet people. They're always nice. It's Berlin, so you can combine it with something bigger than just a weekend trip. Uh, and you have Ben and Steve, apparently. Well, well, indeed you do. So tell us something about the, the YouTube channel. So I think people listening to this yes. won't know about Hunter and Friends. Mostly. Apparently not. Because it's German. Exactly. So tell us something about the channel, what you do on it and what the channel is. Because it's basically the German Dice Tower, right? Is it? I hope so. Yeah, I think so, right? Uh, well, it's uh, Hunter and Friends. is a YouTube channel about board games. It started with a laugh letter uh, review. And it's now grown to 70,000 plus uh, subscribers. What's the word on here? And uh, we do everything about uh, reviews and um, not only reviews but me on the channel with Alex yeah uh, we have a spot and is that, is that Werfel Alex yes, it's Werfel Alex yeah and the frozen head of Meeple Pete that's right uh, do Tuesdays uh, or maybe Wednesdays now as it is moved uh, one segment every week where we do let's plays talk things and show the other games that are not German normally to the people so, of all the Let's Plays you've done, which was, which was the best? I don't know where you're pointing <laughs> at. There were some. Yeah. <laughs> the most recent one would be yours, apparently. That's right, right yeah. So, but this is out of competition because you're standing here right next to someone, me. Someone commented saying it felt like a real game night <laughs> when we, would, we were on it. Yeah. It, is, it should capture that feeling, what you have when you're playing the game. Or when you get it pitched and you play it and you say, no, it's not that what I expected to be. And so, so when are you going to have me and Steve back on Alex and Pete Let's Play? Uh, when I have a proper game or when we have a proper game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I'm going to go back. Yeah, where are you? I'm coming back. Where is he here? No, he's not. To Pegasus. Kannst du mal eine Pizza mitnehmen? Ja, klar. Dann äh, treffen, entweder treffe ich dich hier oder bei Pegasus. Ah, klar. Amazing that content creators have no respect for other content creators, isn't it? Uh, well, it's, he can do anything, it's his convention. That's, that's true, that's true. He can, but should he, is the question. No, he shouldn't, but Indeed. he's hungry. 
And I have ordered his pizza. So that's... So you're like also a butler as well? Yeah, well, of course. I have, I have a pizza. All right, so, <laughs> so finally, just to wrap up. So which game do you want us to play? Which, you can get a game. Which game would you get? to us to play that's a team a good, game. That's a good question, isn't it? Um, oh God, I don't know. He's put me on the spot, hasn't he, Steve? Planet Unknown. Planet Unknown. No, it's not a team game. I don't know it. So there's a wrong answer. <laughs> wrong um, answer. Oh, oh, the one, uh, uh, Atlantis one, or what was it? Gods of Atlantis that 2? One. Yes. Oh. Gods of Atlantis 2. All right. Oh, Defense of Polycon 3, maybe? I, I thought know. you meant play right now. I don't know what you mean. No, 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 right now. Gods of Atlantis 2. All right. So yeah, so yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, if we get the copy. Somewhere. You, you're, you're the biggest name in German board gaming. You yeah, shouldn't have an issue. Yeah, but it, there's no German copy of it. All right, so, so finally, yes. how great is it that you live in the same city as board game celebrity Ben Maddox and Steven Sarek? It's a pity, actually. Meeple Pete, thank you very much. <laughs> so the second half of this show comes live from the Spiel des Jahres Awards Ceremony. There will be... a People that I've interviewed previously will... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crop up again because I wanted to interview them before the award and then after the award. And so I hope you enjoy. I think I got some good chats, especially from the winners as they were very happy. Get on it. So here we are, Spiel des Jahres Award Ceremony. This is very exciting. Here with the, the founders and owners of One More Time Games, whose game Challengers has been nominated for Kittner Spiel des Jahres this year, Julian and Roman. So, firstly, Julian, how nervous are you? Spider, I'm very nervous. <laughs> so, so, so how good does it feel to see me again after all these years? Um, it's like revisiting an old friend yeah. who shot you in the belly. Yeah, like someone you really hate and you bump into them in the street and you go, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. And then you just say, oh, yeah. And But the good thing is you don't feel the nervousness anymore. Exactly. And suddenly you feel a deep anger and you're fulfilled with emotions and that you will transform those emotions into possibilities and then hopefully we will be on stage and then I will say, Get this man out of the room. That is, that <laughs> is my room. Yeah, this is my function <laughs> to make people so angry they're no longer nervous anymore. So tell us about One More Time Games. Yeah. How it was founded and all of that sort of stuff. One More Time Games was founded in 2019. Before Julian and I, we worked together on a few projects already. And we said we want to do something on our own. We are in our beginning of our 30s and we want to create something of our own. Yeah. 
And then we started with Rift Force, yep. which was on Kickstarter first from Carlo Portolini. Also Berlin designer. Berlin designer, exactly. A Rudy. A Rudy guy. A Rudy designer, <laughs> yeah. A Rudy guy. Yeah. And now with uh, Challengers, we have our second game from uh, Johannes and Markus. So tell us then, because I've spoken to a lot of designers about the Spiel des Jahres, but I've not really spoken to publishers. And especially guys like you, it's your second game, you're a small company. How important, so two questions, how important firstly is being nominated? And then how important would winning be? Nominated is already a huge boost, especially for a small company like us. Have you, have you seen a spike in sales based upon... Yes, yes, yeah? yes, yes. you always see them. Like, the Kennerspiel is not as big as um, with normally Spiel des Jahres, but it is you can really recognize it and winning is another a whole other level so it's uh, career changing for yeah. everybody involved most of the time yeah you can say that and is this your job now yes do you do yeah. this full time yeah. yes since, both of us, since 2009 from the start 19 19 true <laughs> yeah. well. and so why do you think then so i'm not going to ask you why challenges is good because that's not interesting because you're going to tell me it's your game right but why do you think it's been nominated what did the judges think about challenges that made them excited to nominate it? i think challenges stands out um, because it's it creates um, interesting decisions in a fast-paced game we always call it strategic speed dating mm. and i think one of the best anecdotes is just like when the game came out um journalists start calling it a tournament game Right, As and if they there used, would be a genre called yeah. tournament game, which <laughs> we never discovered. Yeah. And they used the term so frequently and so normal that we thought, okay, we discovered something that seemed to have existed already, but nobody knew it. Right. <laughs> and so you're both Austrian guys, right? Exactly. And the designers of the game are Austrian guys. Exactly. How proud would you be for Austria? to win this award? <laughs> or is that not a consideration? No. We, <laughs> no. Uh, we, we can already tell you that Austria isn't proud about us because they, they didn't give us an award. The French guys gave us an award. The German guys, even if the jury is or tries to do international work, gave us a nomination and hopefully the prize. The Austrians gave us nothing. <laughs> and so, Gischessen, is that what you're saying? <laughs> No, yeah, I think no. they have very good reasons to award other games, which have, yeah, they, they should not be patriotic. I think they, yeah. it's it's like you have to get famous in outside of Austria to get be a prophet. Yeah, like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, yes, that's exactly. a good example. Yeah, and so finally, then, what now for one more time games? Now you've hit the big time. I, I think we can only answer this question in around two hours because depending <laughs> on what will happen there and if I'm walking out here with a big wooden plug yeah. it changes a lot <laughs> excellent well Julian and Roman thank you very much and I'll speak to you afterwards yeah <laughs> thank you so I'm here with Julian right Johannes Johannes these J names Johannes and Markus Slivovitz, I always, I always yes. get that right. <laughs> and so we're here. We're, so you're, this is going to be the second interview on this podcast. 
but here, the difference is we were at Berlin Con the other day. It was chill. You were having a laugh. You were laughing. And now we're here in the lobby of the Enhau Hotel in Berlin just before the Spiel des Jahres Award Ceremony. And you're nominated for Challengers. I've just spoken to Julian and Roman and they could barely speak. They were so nervous. How are you two feeling? I'm re really nervous as well. I'm still calm, but maybe in an hour this will change. So tell us about the experience then. Did you go out for a meal yesterday with all the, the nominees or is that this evening? Yes, we had a dinner yesterday. Uh, like All the nominees were invited and uh, of course all the members of the Spiel des Jahres jury and the publishers as well. So it was, it was a really nice and relaxed evening. We played some table soccer and just enjoyed our time. And so tell us, did they give you any indication who's going to win? Absolutely not. No, they, did you ask? No. Um, the, it wasn't, um, they just voted on it um, today in the morning, so ah, okay. nobody of the, them knew. Uh, any, uh, they just knew their own vote. And yeah, there are 11 people, so nobody was sure who would win. And they're all very nice people, and we really enjoyed our evening until very late. Oh, really? So, so both of you are published designers. You, you know, you've worked in the industry a bit. How does this feel, this whole being nominated? Does it feel like a big deal? Um, in the industry since, I think... 2007, uh, I started to get my uh, foot into the door of the gaming industry, and of course, uh, during this time, you have like this fantasy of being on this uh, or stage for quite a while, and you have this <laughs> wish or this dream, and now that it's uh, becoming true, it's like. It feels a little bit surreal. It, right. I, I, I haven't managed to grasp it yet. Yeah. And what's been the highlight then of your weekend, your Spiel des Jahres weekend? Um, so the highlight, of course, meeting all those nice people, meeting the other designers, talking to them how uh, we played their game, they played our game, and what we like about each other games. And then uh, it's, it's just a, a lovely atmosphere with a lot of uh, great designers and, and nice people. We, we um, had a tournament for of 32 people um, yesterday on the BerlinCon, yeah. and it was like a really uh, nice atmosphere. All the 32 people already knew the rules, so we could start right away. And they, I think, yeah, so many people approached it that they had a blast with our game, and that's like the greatest honor you can give to a game designer because that's the thing we want to achieve that we make uh, memorable and enjoyable experiences and bring fun and happiness to the world. And so how cool is it that not only you two have been nominated but you know a publisher with their second game has been nominated for the Kenner Spiel. How, how cool is that for, for Julian and Roman to them? I think it's great for them as well. I mean, last year they made the long list with the yep. first game Rift for us, but like this is now the uh, the major ring, so to say. And with the second game, uh, they have to feel good. Well, I'm just for the listeners. I'm rather disappointed that you're drinking coffee and water and non-alcohol. But hopefully, 
you can have a drink in celebration and or commiseration later and I wish you the best of luck, gents. Thank you very much. Thanks. So I'm here at the Spiel des Jahres award ceremony in a swanky hotel yes. near Oberammbrücke in Berlin and I'm with Bernhard Löhlein. He's the man who stands on the stage and does all the announcements and all of that for the Spiel des Jahres. So, so firstly, for the listeners, how did you get involved with the Spiel des Jahres? Every ceremony I've come to, you've been the guy speaking. How did you get involved? Oh, it's 20 years ago. Um, I am working for a broadcast mm-hmm. station, a, a local broadcast station, and I had a, um, has a, sendung? a, a, a show. I had a show uh, for children. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I thought, yes, I can do many things. I can, I can do many uh, games, children games, um, introducing by children. And then, so step by step, um, I came to the idea I can make an own show. Uh, it's called Spiel of the Woche, as a game of the week. Yeah. And so the other colleagues of the jury listened to that and they thought, okay, the man is the right boy for us. So I came to the jury. <laughs> and so how did you become the, the speaker, the ah. press guy for the jury? Uh, listen to my voice. Well, exactly. <laughs> No, um, what happened, um, um, so um, Tom Felber was the uh, head man. Yeah, the chairman. Uh, Tom Felber was the chairman of the jury, um, but he didn't want to speak official. Yeah. Yes, and he was a shy. Shy. Shy, yes, he was shy. And he said to me, hey, Bernard, uh, you can do that for me. Yeah, you, can, you are the man who can speak, who can talk to the media, and so I said, okay, I do it. And that's how I came to the speaker of the jury. And so you started 20 years ago. Yes. In the board game world, the Spiel des Jahres is the most important award I in think the so. world. Yes, I, would I say. think so. How has it changed from 20 years yes. ago to today? So, there, first of all, there are many more games than for 20 years. For 20 years, I think about hundred new games about roundabout and now we are 300 or 400 games and the second one the, um, the game are most complicated more, more and more complicated and um, you know we have the Kennerspiel des Jahres yeah. um, that's um, eine, eine Folge um, it's it's a, and das, das folgt daraus. Also es ist eine Folge. It's, um, it, it, it's, uh, it, it came later. Yeah. It, yeah. Then it came later. Um, because it's a, it's, a, it's a development? Yes, it's, yeah. a, it's a development. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because so many people want to play games and many people say we want to have games who lead us in more um, ideas, more comprehension, yeah. more uh, more than more. We want to, to, to play deeper and deeper into games. And so we thought, okay, that's the time for the Kennerspiel. And now it push, pushed all the things, you know, the, blo- the scene of bloggers, yeah. um, of YouTubers. Exactly. Yes. And that's uh, a big change uh, from 20 years ago to today. To today. And so I think of famous Spiel des Jahres winners, Catan, yes. El Grande. Do you think they would be Spiel des Jahres today or would they be Kenner Spiel des Jahres? Today? El Grande, sure, Kenner Spiel. Yeah. Catan, I don't know. Catan is not a, simply a game, Catan is Catan. And this is um, a game you can't put into a box. Right. Red or Antazit or something else. So I I think it would be today even red, but <laughs> when we didn't have Katan, we doesn't have we don't have now Kennerspiel or something else. Katan right. is the most important game for Spielesjahres and the um, the world of games. And so this year, mm. I don't know if this is the first time, but definitely for the first time for me, that the Kinderspiel yes. is at the same ceremony as the Spiel des Jahres and the Kennerspiel. Why did you bring them together? Yes. Uh, it was a... It has, mm. When Kinderspiel des Jahres came to the world as a birth, yeah. yes, um, we thought... We must have to do something for this child. So this child got an own famous room, place like Hamburg. Yeah. And everyone, and meanwhile, everyone knows Kinderspiel des Jahres. It's famous, nearly as much as as, uh, as nearly as Spiel des Jahres. Yeah. And so we thought, why have we do? two places and we said we want to make a, a big show a gala moment for all the people who like games and so we put them all together for this show and I hope it will go on forever so what function does the Spiel des Jahres have for the people yeah for the jury, for gamers, for the world of games. Ah, so I think it's um, some people say it's the Oscar of uh, for the of the games. I think it's very very important. Um, um, the, the, the best example are you. You are here. Yep. Why are you here? Why do you think this um, this um, this Spiel des Jahres is so important for the for the world of games and it is um, surely it's uh, a development it's traditional yes there are other prizes in the world um, 
we look at them and I think they, they do a good work. Mm-hmm. Um, and all together we try to give games a push um, to be a to be more accepted as a culture. And Spiel des Jahres is the opener for many authors and um, Verlage. Publishers. Publishers. So we try to get um, the prize and to get the prize we have to make good games. So the games become better than better and that's a good point for us. So we have these good uh, games. You uh, look around here to, in this year. Uh, nine nominated games. Everyone is excellent and this is why the publishers try the best to get the prize and so we will see which uh, author, which uh, publisher gets it in this year. So one last question. Yes. Who's going to win the awards? Um, wait two, uh, two hours and uh, you will see. Spoken very diplomatically. Yeah. Bernhard Lulein, thank you very much. Thank you. So it's the Spiel des Jahres Award Ceremony. How swanky do you feel, Steve? This is literally the most sophisticated event I've ever been to in my life. I mean, because you're a man of discretion and sophistication. A man of parts, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, look at you. You're wearing your... Spielworks t-shirt. Your, your old, slightly busted uh, bicycle backpack. Yeah, that's right. When you're from your panniers. It's not one of my panniers. Isn't it? Well, same, same brand. It's, no, right? this, is, this is an Adidas backpack, look. Same color. Same color. Similar condition. Exactly. Uh, you've got on some nice shorts. Some flip-flops. You're wearing some old flip-flops so that everyone <laughs> can see your disgusting, dusty feet. That's right. And uh, you have decided to bring this to an event where actually you fit in perfectly. Well, the thing is, I'm very much of the view. It's very cash here, I would say. It's a gaming event. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I it's a bit too pink and purple for me, and I'm not yeah. saying I don't like... I don't dislike... These colors, it's just I not... I think the hotel in general is a bit pink and purple. Yeah, okay. I mean, if it's like the vibe that they're going for or whatever. Do you know, you can you can have a guitar delivered to your room. Here? Yeah. Why? Because it's an art hotel. I mean, you'd be into that. I mean, I would be. It's a bit dickish, isn't it? You like to pluck the strings. I do. And the ladies wangle, love it. Wangle the dangle. Okay, so... You are more qualified than me at the moment. In, in what way? You've played all three nominees for Spiel des Jahres, and I think neither of us has, have played any of the Kenner Spiel nominees. I don't right? think I've played any of the Kenner Spiel nominees, and as a Kenner Spieler, exactly. As Kenner Spieler, both of us, I, I think that this is like almost a willful omission of responsibility. It's a, well, I've played Icky actually. Tell you. I, I have played Icky. Like the old one? No, the new one. Okay, how's Icky? It's good, it's good, it's a solid Eurogame. It's not Icky? No, I mean, it's, it's probably not Icky, isn't I it? Mean, it depends, I mean, it depends if it's like covered in shit, doesn't it? Icky, Icky. But so, out of the three Spiel des Jahres games, what do you think should win? So, uh, not what do you think will win, what do you think should win? Should win, should win. Having now played all three of them, I think that Next Station London, London is the one that feels to me... Most like a game? Most like a game. Actually, so Door from Antique, it's a nice, gentle co-op activity. Although, yep. to be fair to it, I did not get deep into the um, legacy or whatever campaign mode yeah. that it offers. But it, it does sound like it's kind of more of the same. I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it much more than you did. You know, you keep saying that, and I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I just didn't think it was much of a game. Right. I could, both things can be true. 
I mean, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it had choices. Kind of. It felt a bit like it felt a bit like a not quite as good car. Cassano, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I mean, but like, should a game that's all right win the biggest award in gaming? Well, that's the question, isn't it? So you have to ask the question: Is this award? Should we? As fucking game snobs, yeah, be judging the the spiel des Jahres. I think we're just as qualified too as any other arbitrary people selected uh, to be put on a committee to make decisions that impact the rest of the hobby. Indeed, I think sometimes it's fascinating because I think sometimes the spiel des Jahres winner is absolutely astonishingly good. Yeah, like what? So King Domino is great. Was it? I never played it. Yeah, it's great. Um, Do you have it? I don't. Uh, my favorite one of the last decade is easily Camelot. Camelot is fantastic. Very simple and a genuinely brilliant game. You know, some of the, the recommended ones that didn't get nominated, I'm quite interested in. I'm quite interested in QE. Uh, Acropolis yep. looks very good. Uh, Kalooza looks kind of interesting. Um, but, uh, like, Planet Unknown, nominated for the, the Kenner Spiel. Yeah. Looks great. Does look interesting. Would love to play it. Haven't had a chance. As well as Icky. Um, Challengers. Also, I would have liked to have played that. You asked me about the Spiel des Jahres nominees. I feel weird talking about this because... You've basically introduced me to all of the nominees. Right. Are they going to listen to this later? I don't know. And then judge me? I don't think Casper listens. I think Matthew And then the judger wins. becomes the judged? Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, the uh, fun facts, I, I played the previous game, Yeah. whatever it's called, the Clover one. Yeah. What's it called? So Clover. So Clover. Not by the same design. Okay. Same, same company. Same, same sort of like plastic uh, whiteboard, array, yeah. dry erase marker concept. And again, it doesn't feel like a game it feels like a fun light family activity which i guess is the point so it's like would you maybe maybe i'm not qualified for this because i'm trying to pick a game that's not what they're looking for they are looking for these sort of light family friendly entertainments so one of the we we have a game that we play serially that is always a wild success and it's brilliant and i think we both hold a lot of fondness for it and yet really falls into that activity thing which is illustrations. Do you think Telestration should be... I mean, it's obviously it can't because it's old and everything, yeah. but do you think it should be nominated for an award like this? Uh, I just... I don't know. I mean, this is an industry award, which I assume exists simply to draw attention to the industry as a whole and create artificial buzz. So sure, in that sense, like, why, why be discriminating, right? right? Um, you can play Telestrations as a game, but I mean, it's basically just... Uh, I mean, I, I forget what the original game is called. There is a... Eat poop you cat uh, yeah, a folk game. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Because I've been taught this game by people who have no idea that Telestrations exists. Yes. So and that's, it's not like original, right? Um, I'm looking for originality in the games that I play. Something that grabs me. Something that feels like a game. Something that would probably tend to be more in the Kennerspiel camp. That's why I would say, well, Next Station London is definitely the most gamey of the games. And it's still family friendly. It's very simple. In fact, the, the child of the guy running the booth at the mm. Berlin Bridge Spiel Con taught us the rules of oh, the game. Right. okay. And uh, she was quite good. I think she was better than her father, if I can say. Uh, I actually understood. And it's, it's simple enough, but it has some depth and complexity. It's highly replayable. It's like not necessarily the kind of game that I think I would play over and over again. But then what is? And so how much do you enjoy the fact that, that these... So I've been to the Deutsche Spiel Prize ceremony a few times. I've been to the, this one a couple of times. How fun is it to see people that clearly never wear formal clothing like with shirts on looking massively uncomfortable yeah I mean this is like a typical Berlin thing though right I don't think any anyone in this city even wears a suit much less owns one at any occasion whatsoever and like 
the cross-section of, of gamers with Berliners. I mean, come on now. But I really hope, uh, I have to say, I really hope Matthew wins, probably just because I know him and that's how things work. He's quite a nice guy. Sure. Um, Light's I, a nice guy. Have any Brutal. games... Have, have any games in the um, like the flip, flip and right category ever won this? I don't think so, no. Um, maybe it's about time. Maybe it's about time that this particular genre grows up, puts on its big boy pants, and wins the Spiel des Jahres. Everyone, everyone says Dorf Romantic. It's the cast Yeah, but why? Favorite. Based on what? Based on what? How do what? they know what the jury is thinking? I feel there may be an upset this year. It's sort of like... So is it then damaging for the, for the hobby somehow that these awards exist in the same way that you could say the existence of the Academy Award influences directors, designers, Hollywood? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To produce films that will win Academy Awards, and so they all kind of end up, I don't know, converging in, uh, in a single well, like artistic it? flavor. We, and and, and it's it sort of, you like your art to be challenging, and it we, makes them less challenging. And, we played a game the other night yeah. that was designed specifically for the Spiel des Jahres and didn't win it. Which game? Century Spice Road. It was yeah. specifically... Like they actually sat down and tried to work it out? Yeah. They specifically designed it and specifically released it at a certain time of year, yeah. both in an English and a German oh, come on, version. Though. That's like a very hard target to hit, even if you actually manage to like tick all the boxes. Absolutely. And, and so this is the thing. This is the thing I guess you could say about awards, is that they're problematic in that they push art in a certain direction. But also, you could say it's a good thing because they recognize mm. recognize endeavor, right? Well, to counter my own argument, there are so many games published by so many different people. I don't think there's any danger of diversity and originality and creativity and, and art, artistic license being driven from the hobby simply by the existence of this award, which plenty of the best designers don't even care about and are not aiming for at all. So in that sense, like whatever... I can still pick and choose what games I love and that I want to play. If the net benefit of the Spiel des Jahres is that more people get into gaming, realize that this thing that we do exists, I suppose we might agree that it's a, a net benefit. Although, naturally we see it's more fun to be cynical about these things. But you know what? Let's, let's not. Let's not. Let's for a change be positive about the various attributes of our hobby and the people in it and the very, very small scale, barely registering a blip on the radar of the world events that the Spiel des Jahres is a perfect example of. Because so, ultimately, this kind of thing is not a big deal. To wrap up, who do you want to win the two awards? I just said I want Matthew to win. The Spiel des Jahres, Not yeah. just because I know him. I think it's, it's... You know what? I can pick the game that I think should win. Yeah, sure. I don't have to have reasons, do I? I mean, you should. You're a, you're a, you're a, a guy who has thoughts. I'm a guy who has thoughts. <laughs> um... And uh, so Kennerspiel, I mean, I mean, Iki is set in Japan, so. So, I want Next Station, even though it's the one I haven't played, I think you're probably right. This is based on nothing's terrible criticism here. I mean, we, could, it, we could go play it right now. It's probably is right the there. gamiest of the, of the lot. And 
I would love to I don't mean gaming Matt I don't mean gaming in the sense that it stinks okay like that it smells bad or yeah, that yeah, it's, it's like funny it's, no it is it's, it's no, the box is made out of partridge skin it's not what I meant but it is true I mean it's true but it's not what I meant when I said it exactly and I would love to see challengers win just because I, I'd love to see a like this, it's this guy's second ever published game so it would be nice to see him. so Ben let me ask you a question you're always yeah. going around asking people questions that's right does being at an event like this make you feel part of like the big time in board game media so what, no. what, what, what does it actually mean to you to be here I think the reason I like to come here because I like swanky events and I like free food and booze right so there's that I, I was actually just going to make a joke that you just come for the free food and booze but and then secondly I'm in a unique position. Like, so much of this media is American, right? And I'm in a unique position that I'm actually be able to be here on the ground. Whereas, you know, where the fuck's Tom Basel? It's true. Why doesn't you know he come I mean? here for this? Because, I mean, it's not important enough to fly from America, I assume. But This is about as important as it gets as far as, I don't know, what it cultural events in the space but yeah the answer is yeah I do feel a little bit mm. at the centre of things and that's good that's why I like going to Essen well Ben you're definitely at the centre of my things so I'm here with Christian and Marvin they are the designers of the hit one on one dueling card game Mindbug your third design partner's not here today because he's moved to Australia. <laughs> but, so you guys are on the recommended list for the Spiel des Jahres, right? Yes, yes. Uh, Kennerspiel. Kennerspiel, yeah. yeah. So, I've been speaking to the people who are nominated, right? And they're all frankly shitting themselves. <laughs> now, I know that to not be... To be nominated is better than to be on the recommended <laughs> list, but still, now you're here and you're walking around and you have no pressure. It's absolutely How wonderful. How does it feel? It's absolutely wonderful. Just shaking hands, you know, it's fun to see who wins, nothing to nothing to lose, nothing to win, just, uh, yeah, really fun getting, getting to be here and uh, talking to all the people. And, and so, Marvin, how surprised are you? at the reception of Mindbug, how successful it's been. Yeah, we have been very surprised from the success in general, but also for the, from the nomination. We, have, we, didn't, we didn't expect that at Especially all. Especially from the, or the recommendation, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a dueling card game. It's not a typical game that gets mm -hmm. recommended by the Spiel des Jahres. So I think um, yeah, we are very happy about it. And now we can relax here and see who wins. And, and so what has your Spiel des Jahres experience been over the last couple of days? So, we just arrived, so it's uh, not been so much of an experience yet, but uh, it's great to be here. It's a, it's a small event, so it's, it feels kind of exclusive to be here for us as a, um, a one-time publisher and game designers of this game. That's really... So, I woke up this morning in Kerdemene, a small Danish coastal yeah. city. Rode the train for like 10 hours and just got here and been looking forward to it all day, so I'm super psyched and it's... Uh, it's so much fun to get to come and be a part of it. I actually, on the way here, I listened to your recent podcast. That's great taste. With the other designers. Did, did you also listen to my podcast? Not Marvin? on the way here, no. So I've decided who I like best out of you two. But maybe I hear it on the way back. Absolutely. And, and if you can recommend it. And you discussed this matter of like, is it really an honor to be nominated or you just want to win? I was like, come on, it's really cool to just be recommended. I'm, uh, I'm very happy. And so... What is the future for Mindbugs? You had a Kickstarter recently, did very well. So what do you see the game doing in the next while? 
So as long as people are interested in the game, we will make more cards and more expansions for it because we think the game is very well suited to be played with uh, with additional cards. And uh, I recently read a um, read a quote from Richard about yeah. about the game, and he said um, it's, it is as much uh, fun making new cards for the game as it is playing the game. So everyone in the team is completely hyped about it still and wants to make new and exciting cards. Excellent. So and I can ask you to this. Because you're, you're, you know, you're not saying things against fellow nominees. Who do you want to win the awards? So for the Spiel des Jahres, mm -hmm. I really would like to see Fun Facts win. Okay. That's from... Because is that, is that Danish chauvinism? Yes. <laughs> That's from fellow uh, Danish designer Casper, who I've done playtesting and stuff with. And uh, I would just love to see him get that recognition. And uh, it's the only one that I played and I enjoyed it a ton. Yeah. So without putting any of the others down, I can I can say I definitely hope that one will win. Yeah, I didn't play all of them, um, but I did play uh, challenges recently with my with my son, and I really like the game. So I would, if I would be able to vote, I would vote for that. It's, As a Kenneth it's really good. We were so when they did the nominations, they had first the recommended list, which was like five games. Mine mm -hmm. was one, challenges was another, and then three of them we were told would be nominated. We're like, okay. Let's think, three out of five, it's okay odds. Yeah. But then Challengers got nominated ahead of us, and I was like, oh shit, screw those guys. <laughs> so then I, of course, ordered it, and I, and I was like, oh damn, it's a really good game. <laughs> okay, they really deserve it. Excellent, so, Marvin and Christian from Mindbug, next year, with your next game, you'll get nominated for the Spielders Yaris and go one further, but thank you very much for speaking to me. Always a pleasure, Ben. Thanks a lot. Take care. So I'm here, Spielders Jahres Awards Ceremony, with Lukas Zak, who did a great job of teaching me Dorf Romantic earlier, yeah. and his clearly lazier partner, Michael Pan, <laughs> who didn't teach me Dorf Romantic earlier. So, how are you feeling, gents, two hours before the big announcement? Well, of course, it's a, it's a great opportunity for us. It's a great moment, but we are a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, right? We cannot expect to, to get another nomination during your life, so we are really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a name. Yes. And I want you to tell me how how much you hate them from zero to ten. Zero, you think they're great. Ten, you really hate them. Yeah. Okay. okay. Matthew Dunstan. As he's such a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, we had a really great friendly. time yesterday evening. Yes. And we, we, yeah, we met at the BerlinCon today, and yeah. We had so, a great so, evening yesterday. So minus 10. <laughs> this is so disappointing, gentlemen. Okay, I'm going to give you one more name. Yeah, 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 yes, Casper Lapp. Yeah, Casper Lapp. He's so well, cool because he, he came to my Dorfromantik table at yeah. BerlinCon today, and we played our game together. And after that, I played with him, or he explained his fun face to me. So, and we had party last night. Yeah. So, minus 10. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can see how this partnership works. So, he talks about the game, and, and then I'm, you talk I'm about how, how drunk you got Yes, of course. That's it. <laughs> so, how has the whole experience been? The coming to Berlin, the going out, the drinking too much, all of that sort of stuff. How, is it, how has it been for you? Overwhelming. For me. Like it, like a movie. So yeah. with so many action and so many tension. And yeah, it's 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 not really real, you know. It's it's yeah. So I've been asking everybody who they think's gonna win. 
Yeah. And Dwarf Romantic is the favorite. Yeah. Everyone's saying. Yeah. How does that feel? It makes me even more nervous because I cannot relax. Every, when everybody is expecting you will win, yeah, the, the height of falling is really high, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well. So, and we, we are not sure about that. Right. Yeah, everybody can say that, but this d does not make us more relaxed. <laughs> so, Michael's talking to other people. He's showing his commitment to his press obligations. So, yeah. Lucas, thank you very much. And yeah, uh, I'll come and speak to you after the announcement. Yeah. So it's Spiel des Jahres. All the announcements have been announced, and I'm here with Anita Landgraf, chefin of White Castle Agency. Hi! And it's been quite a year for you. Firstly, you have a television show made on one of your games, and then one of your games wins the Kenner Spiel des Jahres. How are you feeling? I feel great and grateful, and um, I'm gonna get super party drunk tonight. As, as you should. <laughs> And I'm um, super happy for, for the boys, like from all my time games and of course um, the designers. And what I love best about this is that uh, Challenge has already won the uh, like Kenner Award in Cannes yeah. this year. And um, I was there without the designers, so we didn't really celebrate together. Right. And this is what's going to happen tonight. So I was, I was speaking to, I, I forget his name, he used to live in Berlin, the guy who runs One More Time Games. Julian. Julian. And he was shitting himself beforehand. He looked so stressed. <laughs> I mean, how amazing is it that it's their second game? And they managed to win such an award as this. Yeah, and I mean, on their first game, they got on the feelings list mm. as well. So yeah, I mean, he's a very, or like both of them, Julian and Roman, are very. Um, they know what they want, and they work very hard for it. Um, and they like never stop, like 24/7. They work on it, um, and yeah, that's that's the reward. And they they just love games. And I think if you have this combination. Uh, that you love games that you like dream them I guess at night because sometimes you get like messages in the middle of the night yeah, with yeah. Julian having an idea about hey guys like for the designers like, hey guys have you ever tried this and that artifact uh, um, yeah so uh, and so what does it do for you as an agency so I mean I guess as a person you, you're close to these people it's just nice to see people you like do well but as an agency what does it do well, I hope uh, the game sells a lot. Right. <laughs> so, of course, it's a financial thing because um, as an agency which is based on success, like if we place a game, we get money. Right. If we don't place a game from a designer, and that's our risk, so we don't get any money. So we have all those games through the years with designers which we didn't manage to place. And then, um, of course, it makes um, me sleep well mm -hmm. at night if I know that there are some successes there that help us like um, build on and give newcomers like new newcomers a chance to try something out even if maybe it's not the perfect game yet and, and for like take them through all the process of yeses and noes and maybe get it published or not. And, and so you know gamers might know publishers, they might know designers. They're unlikely to know the agent behind the designers who published the game. How do you leverage this as White Castle 
to bring more business, more clients, more designers? such a long time, like the ages exists for 20 years and I run it for like 13 years now or so. Um, there's a lot of, I mean the community knows each other and the designers recommend options to each other. So they're all very helpful and supportive and so if someone like doesn't know where to go with the game, like that happens even to the established ones and to right. the very experienced ones, then maybe at some point someone says, did you already ask why console? And then they shop, show up and I'm like, what? Oh, come on, you are like one of my favorite game designers and you asked me to work with you, that's awesome. So um, yeah, it happens a lot through just uh, recommendations. Gina, you work with Rita, you work with the guys who design challenges. Do you have people outside of the German-speaking world that you work with? Has this started to happen yet? Yeah, um, not so many uh, as I'd like. Um, part of that is because of um, also because of the pandemic during the last years, so some connections may faded a bit. Um, but yeah, we work with Jose Palue, for example, from, from Catalonia, Spain, uh, with uh, the amazing Peggy Brown from the States. Mm -hmm. Um, and we always try to like find new people, but yeah, um, maybe I should connect more with the international. Well, now you're on this podcast, obviously you're going to be world famous. So, how much of a cut do I get from all future profits of White Castle? Um, for every, um, for every beer I drink, yeah, you get one thought from me thinking of you while I drink it. You know, it is my dream to have people think of me while they drink. <laughs> Anita Langra, thank you very much. Thank you. So it's the Spiel des Jahres award ceremony. Everything's been announced and I'm here with one of the most powerful speakers of the evening. This is, and I'm reading his name off his badge so I don't mess it up, Mikhail Malutenko. So can you tell us, the listeners, why you're here tonight? Uh, hello. Hello, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, to be honest, uh, it was a little surprise for me because uh, I have uh, contacted uh, the Spiel des Jahres. Uh, well, basically, I'm from Ukraine. I'm from Kharkiv region. Uh, it is the southern part of... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Let's... Uh, it's a, you, you, will, you will... I can edit it out. Yeah, you will edit. Okay, so I am uh, from Kharkiv. Ukraine. It is one of the eastern regions that is bordering with Russia, yep. with Belgorod. Uh, and uh, I am uh, basically a refugee, uh, my uh, internal refugee, I believe. This is, will be the right word to say. Uh, I uh, got to leave my home. I got to live with my family uh, to the central region of uh, Ukraine, uh, in Poltava region, uh, Kremenchuk city. So uh, I have started there a board game meeting for refugees mm -hmm. and I was uh, looking for some games and some of the Ukrainian companies were absolutely very supportive. They sent me a lot of games. and. I've sent uh, a message to Spiel des Jahres. It was my uh, beautiful wife's idea, uh, maybe to try to contact Spiel des Jahres. And I sent them, them a message and they were super supportive. 
they have sent me the package of uh, Spiele und Toleranz, mm -hmm. and that helped me a lot to uh, to make my board game meetings even more viable, even 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 more. Uh, congratulations, my friend. Famous board game designer Michel Pan just walked by. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I'm doing now, we have uh, already done like 60 or maybe a little more events for the refugees in Ukraine from Poltava, oh, sorry, from Kharkiv regions, from Donetsk, Lugansk, and from yep. some people from the south. Uh, and uh, I am. Uh, I also write about games on my Instagram. My Instagram is Magic Geek, and also I write for some uh, Ukrainian magazines. I'm also about board games. As well. So, it's, I grew up in Britain. Mm -hmm. I live in Berlin. Oh, yeah. My life is secure. Is normal. I. I cannot imagine what it's like from one day to the next for everything to be upset. Can you, I know it's difficult, but can you try and explain to my listeners what your experience has been since the invasion? Uh, to be honest, uh, after the one and a half years of this uh, absolutely crazy war, uh, we kind of get a little used to it. And it's really hard to say that because uh, being used to war is pretty hard for for a lot of reasons. Yeah, there are no particular place in Ukraine that you can feel yourself safe. Right. Because Russia can bomb it from everywhere. Yeah. And they are. And uh, to be to be honest with you, uh, yeah, it's really really hard. But uh, the life is going uh, on, and you have to live your life the way you should live it. So, I mean, to the fullest. So, we are desperately trying to, you know, to shape our community, to shape our board gaming culture to the way it would look like it is in Germany. Of course, we have some problems. We have some problems with uh, piracy. It is still in Ukraine and uh, our... Um, our designers and our uh, board game companies, I mean publishers, are trying their best to, to overcome it, to, uh, to make our community better and stronger. And also, which I, I think this is very exciting, uh, we, will have, we, will, we will have all the six nominated games to Spiel des Jahres and Kenner Spiel des Jahres, they will be published in Ukraine this year until the December, I believe. And uh, it is very exciting for me. I'm a big fan of Spiel des Jahres. I'm a big fan of what these guys are doing. They are absolutely fantastic critics. They are very knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. They are very intelligent. And their choices matters. And, very much and it seems they care about games right sorry they care about games it was interesting yeah. that the guy on the stage said games are a cultural thing they should be in the places where cultural things are discussed yeah right? yeah it's a cultural asset and uh, a lot 
a lot of games can actually shape the way the people think, shape the way the people behave, and uh, communicate with each other. So I, I hope, I hope that uh, we will have a much better and much stronger community in Ukraine in coming years. And so you spoke on stage about games helping you through this terrible time that you're doing. What have games brought to not just you, but the people that you're playing them with in your meetings and your events? Okay, uh, so to be honest, the mo most of the games that I have uh, on my meetings are actually spiel nominated, can are spiel nominated or recommended, and so on. A lot of uh, I I tend to like I tend to show. Uh, the games for people that are easy to grasp because a lot of people that are coming to my events they don't have a lot of uh, experience in board gaming they probably have seen monopoly at least a few yeah. of them, those people and uh, showing them the game that uh, will be hey, hey. <laughs> showing them the game that would be uh, easy to understand, easy to play, and if it will create emotions, the people are always into it. Yeah, They always remember and they come back for more. So uh, a lot of a lot of games that uh, we play there, the people play, uh, are pretty much uh, connected to Spiel des Jahres. And so, I have to ask you this because I'm, I'm fascinated by the logistics. So you visited here for this ceremony yes and ukraine is a country at war yeah and of course i know nothing about that how how did you get out of the country and how are you getting back in it, does it feel a city's operating normally for want of a better word or, or was or was there special arrangements made uh yeah there was a special arrangement and to be honest it was very very hard to pull off and to the last moment, I wasn't sure if this is gonna happen or not. But I'm here, and uh, tomorrow I will be going back to Ukraine to, to my family. And so, last question then. As gamers, we think games are important. You've been through a situation that really hits home how important games are. Why are games important? Uh, I think games are important because they are bringing people together. Game, uh, a board game is the thing that you can possibly share with anyone and have a good time. And being able to sit on the table and looking at someone in their eyes, have a laugh or share some beautiful moments to create some story or something else is a very memorable experience and I hope a lot of people will be able to enjoy it and experience it. Brilliant. Well, Michel, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And the, the, the listeners can't Sorry. see this, but we're I, shaking hands. Ben. Hello, Ben, again. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. Now we have a party. See, so I want to I tell the audience, Michael 
last week before he was a Spiel des Jahres winner was so nice to me so polite now he's acting like I'm a complete nice. diva come on come on come here come here oh I just kissed a Spiel des Jahres winner so gentlemen so they're both holding the purple which is the wooden award for the Spiel des Jahres how does yes. it feel gents how does it feel it feels great it feels uh, free it feels um... it felt like a total emotional explosion yeah. on the stage and I love, I love the way that you're German, right? Yeah. And so I love the way that your total emotional explosion on stage was smiling a bit. That was, that was the most reaction I've ever seen from a German in my life. <laughs> well, yeah. I had some tears. I had some tears. Yeah, it was Did so you great. cry? Yes. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so emotional for us. Yeah, it is. Really. And before, we are really... Uh, suffering from from this attention well the listeners will hear the interview i did before i thought you looked quite calm but were you really shitting yourself yes <laughs> in ourselves we were, we're like a volcano it, it was so yeah. it, it was really hard it was it was at the edge really and so and so is the feeling you get when they shout your name and everyone screams is the feeling happiness or relief? Both. Yeah. Relief Both. because the tension was so, so hard yeah. before. And then it turned into happiness, of course. That's it. First, it's the greatest thing. And, and so what are your plans for this evening then? I mean, Michael... Nothing. Michael, just, just Michael, making party, you know. You I know? mean, you've been drinking for the last two days. Y yes, so. of course, of course. And so I'm drinking for the next uh, five days too. Well, congratulations. I'm going to let you go because you've got a lot of celebrating and to do. And we hear you tomorrow. So I'll give time. you a call tomorrow yes, for okay. another interview. At the same time. Okay. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Pissed off that people are showing him attention. Sorry, George Clooney. I apologise for bothering you. Thank you for your sense of Lucas Sack, Michael Palm, thank you very much. Thank you. So I'm here, Spiel des Jahres, with... Let's say second place in the Spiel des Jahres. Equal second place. Yeah, Matthew Dunstan. So, I've got to ask you. There must have been a part of you that thought, I'm going to win this, even if it was a little part. It, it was a very small part. I how think. did it feel when, when you didn't win? Well, of course you're a bit, little bit disappointed, but yeah, I kind of knew that that was how it was going to be. I mean, dramatic, I think. Not that I understood all the German, but, you know, I think they said, like, game for all sort of thing. Uh, and that's what the Spiel des Jahres is, you know. And I think, you know, I'm so glad for, for Lucas and Michael. Like, And they've been working uh, together for 18 or 20 years, they yeah, were yeah. saying. Near yeah, there. yeah. Uh, well, you know the story, right? If you'd have listened to my podcast, you wouldn't know the story. <laughs> but so, so Lucas wanted to get into game design. I think Michael had had, like, a game published or something. So we just wrote him a letter. I mean, 20 years ago. So I mean, we were... that's what I did with Brett, right? I just stalked right. him on the internet and then, uh, and then you know, emailed him and he agreed to meet me. So, I mean, and just to see, you could see the kind of emotion on the stage between, like, two colleagues, friends. And who this, is, together. this is German people as well. Yeah, I mean. yes, exactly. You know I mean? So I think, and it was sort of nice. We were all sitting next to each other and with Casper, the other, uh, another nominee in it. Michael told me, Michael told me it went quite late last night. It did go relatively though, that's true. And just in a really positive way. I mean, and at the end, I think we all agreed, it's just such a huge privilege to even be here. You know, you could design your whole life and, and never get, I mean, never get nominated, let alone win, you know, so. I guess it's one of those things that the defeat is sort of 
hard at first, but in in a month you'll be thinking that 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 weekend that you built as Yaris was great. Right? Oh yeah, it, I mean you can't take away those experiences, which and just and like just sitting here in the in seeing the the presentation and the and all that kind of history that you're part of right. with the Spielders Yaris is, is is a really great thing. And I think the other thing also is that actually even being nominated is you know a success. Like not even just in a kind of like nice you know hand wavy bullshit way, but you know. It, it helps with sales and that, that's also like for someone who's trying to make a living for board games that's a great thing as well and, and also I guess there's something about this particular thing because you can fall into the trap of thinking I do this silly thing that is you know whereas you know the guy on stage said yeah. board games are a cultural thing they deserve to be in the cultural milieu and it makes them feel you know I I, I mean, I'm just a fucking bottom feeder off people like you with talent. It's true, it's true. But, you know, it makes you feel like you're involved in something that's actually an industry and an art form, right? Yeah, it reminds you. You get to come... I mean, so much of this industry, in a way, are people working on their own, in their own kind of little worlds or publishers or homes. And events like this are just a really nice time to actually come together and realise that, yeah, you're, you're sort of collectively contributing to something that I think is really constructive, is quite special... Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's just a, it's a real breath, like personally, it's a real breath of fresh air and it, it gives you a lot of life, basically, being yeah, in something like this. And it's nice to be in a country that takes it seriously, right? No, it's true. And I mean, it's not only just to take it seriously, but I mean, the Spirit of Cyrus itself has done a lot of, <laughs> has done a lot of work to help that or to like cement that legacy and to, and I mean, to looking at, you know, how it wasn't said in the ceremony, but they helped Mikhail in Ukraine they, I think they send him a lot of games to try yeah, yeah. and help with he's already like, explained this to oh, the listeners so they already know that I, I'm sorry I haven't li- I couldn't have listened to that episode because I don't think it's been published yet, <laughs> well, <so>. absolutely <laughs> uh, so I mean like hats off to them really and, and I would just say I hope that like the English speaking world especially uh, like can I'm not saying get on board but uh, just I mean, give, much- give it a chance give them a chance because I think they're doing good work based upon today how fucking wrong was Matt Thrower no, in that I don't article? Want to, no, it's not. It's not just about one article, one person. I think, and it's as we, as I said before, it's hard for if you're outside of thing. But when you're here, it makes sense, and it's a good thing. Um, definitely, I would agree that you know it still it highlights very much that there is more work to be done in terms of you know the representation amongst the designers. You know, not a lot of female or people of color or from a different backgrounds. And that's that's something that hopefully we can do. It hopefully Spilajaris is also cognizant of that and will keep working to improve that as they do in other aspects so um, yeah I, I think it's uh, it's it's a good thing and, and hopefully we can keep moving forward after that brilliant well commiserations Matthew but also it's a, it's a nice it's a happy commiseration yeah exactly you don't seem too bitter about it no and I get to see you because otherwise I wouldn't have come over and what's it for the listeners Matthew even sent me a DM on Twitter oh I slid into your DMs. Is you that what the young people say? That's what say? they say. Yeah. Although that feels a little uh, bit yeah, icky, well, to be honest. I mean, I'm just, I'm just I mean you're to... a lovely guy, Matthew. I've got to, you you're know, not my type. As I get older, you know, I have to, I have to keep up with, you know, relevant with, with what the kids are, you know, if I want to make games that are... Wavy. Know, wavy. Though that's gone away now. That was a word for a while. Well, thank you for telling me something that's means, already obsolete. It means good, apparently. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. I listened to a podcast and one of the guys said, oh, so you don't think that's very wavy then? And I was like, wow, wow. I mean, I already hate young people. I was going to say, like, did age. you just like age another ten years? When you yeah, yeah, that word? yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to that age where young people make me 
much more angry than they should. I'm just happy that I am finally mature. And with that, dear listeners, here ended the podcast. <laughs> so it's here, Spiel des Jahres. I'm here with the Spiel des Jahres winning publisher, Roman. Julian doesn't want to speak to me, which is exactly. no surprise. He's met me before. <laughs> so of all the people who won, you lot looked the most surprised and happy. How does it feel to, to win the biggest board game prize in the world? It's unbelievable. It's like, we always compare it to the Oscars. and Right, you've won an Oscar. Way. We won an Oscar, yeah. And we kept our expectations low and we were already so happy that we got nominated. So, but we always said like, stay cool, stay cool. And okay, okay we, you, can, you yeah. can be honest with me. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Did you did you think you were gonna win? Or I think it was really hard. I, I wouldn't have bet on it actually. No. Uh, right. Yeah, it was hard competition, and we always hoped for it, of course. But no. And so and so, I asked you this before. Yeah. And I'm asking you this now. Yeah. How important for your new company is is this prize? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable because now new opportunities will arise for sure it's also a good uh, thing that challenges 2 is already on right the brink of getting released and will be ready for Essen for Spiel so yeah and yeah we have a, a big enough office that we can grow already prepared yeah? and so what's the best thing about this weekend what's the best thing about this weekend uh, actually being on the fair and playing again with our customers and our players because there was so long not possible during the pandemic and I also played one eight uh, person round yeah. and I joined it so a lot so much that I could play with other people and see that how much they're invested in challenges as well so yeah. listeners to this show yeah are gamers they're gonna know who won the Spiel des Jahres yeah. and many of them may not have played challenges yeah why should they play challenges why should they play because they need to let go of of control and just enjoy the ride you know <laughs> and scream either a few times during the game either when winning or when losing and when the cards don't come uh, in the preferred way so challenges is a lesson for life yes yes enjoy life as it comes well, Roman from One More Time Games, congratulations. Thank you. Thank and I'm, you very much. I'm very happy for you just because it's nice that, you know, Julian is at my game group. Yeah. And it's lovely to see people I know and people I like being successful. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> so it's, it's the Spiel des Jahres Award Ceremony. And I'm here with Adam Breiberg and Ryan, I even said it in a German way, right? Ryan Lambert. These are the designers of Planet Unknown. So firstly, commiserations, gents. Yes. You didn't win the award, we didn't. but tell us about this weekend. How has it been? Well, when we, got, when we heard we got nominated, uh, we were amazed and, and honored, and we said we have to come no matter what. So right. very quick trip uh, that we're coming in, and we're leaving tomorrow already. Um, and, and we were just very honored to, to be here, honored to meet the other, you know, there's some other great designers uh, and, and the Spiel Committee and like just learn more about it and it's been, it's been awesome. There's, there's a lot of firepower in the room and we, right. I mean, we're a Kickstarter game, right? Right. So this is like one of the first Kickstarter games to, I think, be, in, be nominated. 
if not the first. Well, I mean, so the thing about the Spiel des Jahres is that it has to be published in Germany. Sure. So how did you how did you get the contacts to get it published in Germany to be even considered? It happened during the, the Kickstarter campaign. I met up with a you know a recommendation from our artist who, who introduced me to a localization agent, and I said, I think I got a good feeling about this, and he. He assigned a couple contracts pretty early on, but I think once we delivered the project to the to the backers, things really started st- snowballing. And all of a sudden, it was like we have Germany signed, we have Poland signed, we have you know um, China, multiple languages signed, we have Korea signed, like 14 different languages now. Um, you can access Planet Unknown in, and, and so it really just started snowballing after like people played it. And I think that's the best part. People weren't hyped up about the promise of it; they were hyped about. The, the actual experience of the right. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you hear a lot of bullshit with people saying, yeah. it's an honor to be nominated. <laughs> I was I was nominated for Podcast of the Year on BGG this okay, year, good. and it wasn't an honor to be nominated, I didn't gladly win. But, <laughs> this must have an effect on, on a small company publishing a game. It must have a, a genuine effect for you, right? Yeah, it, the, the entire game out. is Adam. I mean, the, the company is Adam, it's just Adam. Yeah, it's just me, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, being such a small company and being nominated for the biggest award in gaming is massive. Yeah, yeah. I think it puts us on the map in a big way. Uh, I think we were already on the map in a little way, but um, now it, it feels like you know, people are going to recognize the name. People are going to recognize um, the, both designers' names as well, uh, and and that's that's just a pretty, a pretty cool place to be. Yeah. And so, so I was I was speaking to Matthew Dunstan earlier, and we were talking about this. It feels like the Germans take games just a lot more seriously <laughs> than, than Britain and America, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their their sort of whole idea is that games are a cultural yeah. artifact that deserve to be respected. Does that seem strange to you, being American designers, or are you are you sort of thinking, well, yes, at last we're getting bloody recognized. I, for me, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, playing tons tons of video games. Actually, not not board games, um, and so it, that also has always been looked on as like, well, you know, you're just like messing around. You're playing like it's just play. But like, there is a, a ton of you know effort and, and work that goes into it, and. And that recognition, I think, is super appreciated from, a, from an American's perspective, looking at how they culturally treat board games. And it's just, it seems like this is the next step. I mean, right. we like entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think board, the board game culture continues to grow. Uh, you know, uh, more and more people have heard of, you know, when you say Catan, they finally know what it means, right? And when you say I design games, they don't say anymore like, oh, like Monopoly. Right. Right, which is, which is great. Uh, uh, nothing against Monopoly. Uh. <laughs> oh no, Monopoly shit, it's fine. <laughs> you don't have to be diplomatic, it's fine. Fair enough, right. okay, copyright's right. over. Uh, yeah, so so I think the, the culture continues to grow, which is great, and I think it's so awesome to see it in, in Germany uh, with, you know, uh, families playing and all that stuff, and so, um, you know, I hope, I hope it continues to grow in the U.S. and the U.K. and, and everywhere else as well. So I speak German, so I was able to Ooh. sort of listen to the ceremony. Yeah. How amusing was it for you sitting there, not speaking a word of language? Really, I really wanted to be watching the YouTube live stream <laughs> yeah. with the translation feature on. Uh, I will watch it tonight, probably, um, or tomorrow, whenever it's live. Um, but I think you, you can pick up a lot on you know body language. I think as a game designer, also, one of the things you learn is it's not necessarily what people say, it's what 
it, it's, it's what they're doing. Do they pull out their cell phone? Are they looking away? Are they distracted? And if that's the case, your game is not, you know, right. engaging enough, right? Um, and so even just not having the language down, we can pick up a ton from body language. And there was a little English sprinkled here and there. And honestly, some of the words are a little bit similar. similar. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we assumed that we were nominated, so they were probably speaking nicely about our game. Oh, so. <laughs> oh you should have heard what they said about it. It's terrible. <laughs> We made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it, you know, one of the neat things, we, we went to the con here in Berlin, uh, and we got to teach some players yeah. uh, with the new expansion that's on GameFound right now. Yeah. Uh, and, Plug uh, away. <laughs> and uh, so it was really neat to, to, to just be able to interact with uh, some, uh, some Germans and others uh, just, uh, you know, at the table. Um, it, we haven't been able to do that with the actual published game of Planet Unknown, right, so right. it was really neat to see and see other people just playing it. And I, I always ask, you know, is it good? Maybe a terrible question, but I don't, I don't say I'm, I'm the author or anything. I just say it's good, and, and everybody's like, yes, I like it a lot. And I'm like, good. That's fine. <laughs> Thank God. Oh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're very happy. I think it was a great trip to come come to Winterloo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is a genuine award where being nominated is genuinely has impact, right? Yeah. We had a lot of awards that we won this year and were nominated for, and and um, we didn't attend all the ceremonies. We made the the, the deliberate decision to come this to is Germany. Oscars, right? This is a big it deal, is, right? Yeah. This, this is a big deal. So. Although, although I don't know that we had room in our uh, uh, suitcases for the award, <laughs> so it might be for so, the best. So, I mean, every cloud, right? <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much. Oh, my commiserations, and um, next time we arrange an appointment oh, to do right. something, I won't miss the appointment. Absolutely, right. we'll keep designing and try to come back here. So. Well, we Brilliant. plan to be back in the future. Excellent. Yeah. So I am here with the only member of the partnership of the Kennerspiel des Jahres winning challengers who is doing his media duties, Marcus Slavicek, and that's the first time I got it right this weekend. The correct pronunciation. Thanks. Come on now. How does it feel? Oh, Johannes has just walked up. Yeah, and uh, he, he's the author of Kalingas. <laughs> so, so firstly, first question is, how terrible is the person who typed out the name badges at this event? <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't copy, even if they had to print it like I mean, copy times. and paste, yeah. right? You know copy and paste, right? So, podcast. Yeah. See, he's showing, my, my podcast partner is showing you the misspelling of his name. You don't know his surname, yeah. so you don't know that's misspelled. So, yeah. how does it feel? Amazing, amazing. When uh, it, I, it, it didn't reach my... <laughs> Brain till my now. brain. It's just, just the stem brain. When it's like lighting up like hell. When we were on the stage, I thought like we we had so many happy moments with this game already. We we enjoyed the development. We enjoyed playing it. We enjoyed playtesting it, and and all those happy moments. And now we we got to be here as well. It's amazing. So, so my favorite part of the evening was listening to your accent because I live in Pivkaland. And it is so lovely to hear an Austrian, a Wiener accent. Do you do the Maidlinger L? 
Melding Hell. Um, you got mail. <laughs> I'm actually not originally from Vienna. Okay. But I, I got used to the Viennese dialect a little bit. Where so, are you from originally? Uh, Low Austria, so one hour from Vienna. Where? I used to live in Austria, so I know all these places. Yeah. Uh, Vienna Neustadt? Like close to Melk. Close to Melk? Genau. Lovely. And you're from? Also, uh, originally from Hebrechtstein. Oh god, I don't know that it's place. In the wood quarter, also in Lower Austria. Uh, but I live in Vienna also for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. We, we play tested games, didn't we, in the summer? Yes. You rode there with the bicycle from. I did, I cycled from Berlin to Vienna. Berlin to Vienna, yeah. We made it in nine hours with the car, car. and he made it in, in nine and a half hours with the bicycle. Nine and a half days. Oh, <laughs> I nearly fucking died, I'm not going to lie to you. There were moments on that trip, I was in the middle of but fuck nowhere Czech Republic. Literally, I had to walk into a hotel one night and just go... <laughs> the listeners can't see that, it's great radio. Yeah, he was pointing to a, for, to a bed. Yeah. So, so, it hasn't sunk in yet, but what has been... I'm a man who's not had much success, right? And I've never had a situation like that. When they shout your name, so everyone in the room goes, yeah! Did you two go, yeah, too? Yeah, we didn't hear anything from the crowd because we were shouting so loud. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you... We, we were we were hoping for it, but you still don't know till the moment happens, and then when it happens, you just... Yeah, it goes click. And so it's interesting. And the concurrent, the, 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 the other uh, nominees, I think, great they, really games. Made us, they, they really made us sweat. So they are all so great games. It's all good games, right? Yeah. I mean, Icky's a great Euro. Planet Unknown is a super innovative. I, I played it. I played it and I got scared because I like the mechanic with the uh, road uh, yeah. with the rover so much. Or with the, the rover, yeah. And, and so... What does this mean for you as game designers now? Or do you not want to think about that until Monday? I I can't imagine what it means actually, but um, it's it's just I mean, do you are you professional game designers? Is this your job, or, or is it sort of a side job? It will be now. <laughs> no, no, it's I'm graphic designer uh, as well. But I happen to a lot of more and more income. Uh, I have a more and more income from games uh, recently. I'd like to pursue that a little bit more so it comes at the right time. I mean, the dream is, right, to earn your money doing the thing you love. Exactly. Right? And I guess the Spiel des Jahres kind of helps with that, right? Yes. yes. And then, you know, if you're starting to making an occupation yeah. out of your uh, hobby, yeah. Is occupation right Occupation's fine. Um, then there are a lot of times suddenly there are work. They're right, not that right. funny anymore because yeah, you, well, you're I'm, not I'm, just doing it on the side and uh, let's see what... I'm an actor, right, as a, yeah. as a job. And it's the best fucking job in the world. But there are days when you wake up in the morning and you think, 
I cannot be in a room with these fucking people one more day, you know. Yeah. And, and this is what people... This or doubting yourself and, and yeah, so many things where you think you, you are at the roadblock and you, you are so trying so hard but then it's... Uh, yeah, then you're I mean, like we're this we're and it's amazing and I'm here with the greatest designer of our, our times <laughs> at the moment. And he's, a fucking, so. <laughs> he's not just a fucking genius because he's also lovely like hell. Uh, when, you give a, when you give a fuck about something, doing it, doing it badly hurts, right? In the way that if your job is to put pieces of paper into envelopes, if you do that badly, you don't give a fuck. But when you do something creative, you want to be good all the time and it's not like that every day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you design prototypes and not every prototype makes it to a finished game you have like this way I think you have the new hit game and then one week later you do a bunch of playtesting and you realize oh maybe this uh, goes to the trash bin and I'll work on another game so you never know till the game is finished and if, should I just have to say I have an Excel sheet with all my uh, game ideas and game inventions and what I publish and what not and challenges was number 100 in this entry list and right. I said and this one is my best it's so my do best. You, a, I think do you a, both think that this is the best work you've done so far yes I think so yeah I mean we yeah, I love my other games as well try to be modest about it but uh, in don't be modest it's fine I, I want to be modest but uh, you know I had the feeling that I will like this game very much and for a very long time and it didn't disappoint because I'm like 400 games in and we're and still, still enjoying oh, it's isn't this a little bit broken isn't this a little bit weak and I have to try it out more and, uh, and so, so often, often I speak to designers and they say I don't play my game after it's published I played it a hundred fucking yeah. times and with most games it's like that yeah. but not with challenges no, no, no. We, like th this was the moment I realized we might have, have something special here when you still continue playing and it's, you still enjoy it it's not work you enjoy a game even after a hundred of plays, plays. Um, then and you then came the BGA yeah. uh, implementation and it was like okay suddenly two weeks pass and you have like uh, 100 games <laughs> in, in a short amount of time that you just think time into it because like it's fun <laughs> well brilliant I'm going to let you go away now because you have to thank celebrate you. and this is like the fifth interview you've done on my podcast this episode but thank you so much gents and congratulations and I'm very happy you won thanks thanks, ben. thanks for having us thanks, ben. cheers so I'm here, Spiel des Jahres Award Ceremony, and Matthew Kelly would be absolutely cock-a-hoop, the host of You Bet in the 80s in England, with Holger, who was a contestant on Wetten Das, right. which is the German equivalent of You Bet. And what the English listeners don't know here is that Wetten Das is probably one of the biggest shows on German TV. And it's the same principle as you bet. People with crazy skills do weird things, except on German TV. You have Madonna and 
George Clooney and all of these people come on. So can you tell my listeners what you did on Vetenda? Yeah, my bet was that I recognize every single game which uh, had the, the, the sign uh, Spielzeros yeah. um, only if I hear the noise which it makes when you throw out the components all, yeah the components all the components so how the hell do you train for that yeah I just trained a lot we trained for nine months and during our training we uh, throw out about 3,000 games probably uh, yeah it was just hard work so it's it's not the thing is not that my my ears are so good it's just a lot of work it was just a lot of work so, right? so why are you a gamer yourself yeah we play a lot and uh, when we were children um, our parents uh, uh, gave us always the Spiel des Jahres so uh, we had uh, mostly all of them already um, so we had the idea hey can we make something out of this with Spiel des Jahres and uh, that is how it, how it came yeah. so on your episode of Vettengas you have Robbie Williams yeah and there's a great picture at the ceremony tonight where Robbie Williams looks super <laughs> confused. Who else was on there? Um, there was also a German actor. Uh, I, d I don't think that she's popular in England. Uh, her name is Veronica Ferris. Okay. Um, from Hollywood, there was, um, what is his name? A very popular um, actor from, from Hollywood. Um, oh, I, I forgot. Sorry. And so... And so how weird is it to have Robbie Williams watching yeah, you do yeah. your crazy trick? I, I mean, now I have uh, on tape uh, some, some short movies where I'm sitting with uh, my eyes were... Um, how do, how with do you glasses on, with, yeah. with glasses, with funny uh, cards on yeah. it, so, so I can't see anything. And in my back, there was uh, Robbie Williams standing with open mouth, yeah. and he, he can't believe what, what is wrong here. So he, he, he asks the right question when uh, the host of the show um, told Robbie what will now happen. Robbie asks, why? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, <laughs> that's, right? the, that's the best question, yeah. And so how was he? Was he a nice guy, Robbie Williams? Yeah, he, he was a really nice nice guy. Yeah. He, uh, he had to say, will, uh, will, I, will I make, make it or, do or, it not? or will not? I do it? Yeah. And he believed in me and said, yeah, this guy can do it. And, uh, and what did you nice. win from Vettendorf? Oh, nothing. Just, uh, just, just the just privilege. The privilege. And for me, the, the, the whole event was yeah 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 it, might, it was something i will never forget in my whole life so my final question is out of all the spiel des Jahres winners which one is your favorite oh it's uh carcassonne from 2001 that is the most correct answer <laughs> well brilliant thank you so much for giving yeah. over your time and i'll let you go back to your uh yeah thank you very much party. yeah i hope my my english was okay so uh, your, your crowd will understand what I uh, ich try to sagen, say. I would say that your English was better than my Deutsch, but I speak a little Deutsch so. But your English was almost perfect. No, thank you. Thank you. Me! 
Piers Birkin, too many men, totally blew my fucking mind, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like my third eye, man, totally fucking cleaned yeah. with his fucking ceremony, man. Yeah, like, they left me a bottle of wine here, man, because I'm yeah. totally fucking bejangled, like, baby. Like, I can't even deal with it. Like, it's so, a trophy, man. <laughs> the listeners might be wondering why that incredible piece of dramaturgy mm. is just, they're thinking, they're thinking, uh, haven't they come to expect it from us? Have you just, have you just sampled a radio play from yeah. the 60s there, Ben, and just put it into your podcast? Well, no listeners. No, no fine listeners. What are, what are they called? Doomies? Should we call them Doomers? Doomies? Doomers. 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 Hey, Doomer. Yeah. We did yeah. say yeah. this yeah. like four yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never referenced it all again. All right, we're picking this up again. We're you are all, do- if you're listening to this right now. You're a Doomer. You're a Doomer. Hey, so. Doomer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Doomer. How come we didn't run with that? I mean, it's great, actually, isn't it? Since we don't write anything down and no. we have, like, middle-aged male brains. And we're often drunk when we record. Every- like now. Everything seems like a good idea at the time that we say it. Because it's just like a non-stop fucking factory of lulls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Who can so, keep up? So, you know, we're in Germany. Yep. They had a, you know, a lot of factories. Yep. Volkswagen. For example. Audi. Yep. BMV. BMV, I don't know what that is. BMW. Oh yeah, BMV. No, it's BMV. BMV. Foul is V. I'm drunk. Where would you, so, where would you rank the Ben and Steve Fabrique des Lols? Okay, so give me a benchmark. So where does Audi rank in the top 10? In the top 10, like four or something? Okay, so we're one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're better Thank than you. Mercedes. I mean, between us and Audi, I think there's a bit more difference between one and four, but if this is the scale, this is the scale. Entschuldigung, kannst du mir bitte sagen, wo der Fabrik des Lols ist? <laughs> das Fabrik des Lols in Deutschland. Hmm. Mm. Nirgendwo ist das Wort. <laughs> Nein, es gibt eine kleine Fabrik in Berlin, in Prenzlauer Berg. Los in Deutschland sind nicht erlaubt. Aber der, der zwei Buben sind ganz lolltastic. Ja, wir gehen untergrund mit unserer Los. Alright, so. Wir sind die Los untergrund. We could go on for 10 minutes. I mean, we got German. like one German listener. But it's Meeple Pete. Oh, Jens, the Volkhammer, the Hammer Volkhammer. We got well. two German listeners. Yeah, exactly. We're taking a spy here for our spy German listeners. So, how are you feeling? About the. <laughs> How am I feeling? Everyone, everyone asks me because the first question. How are I you ask, feeling? I'm feeling great. I just wondered how you're feeling. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, glad I came to this event. I'm a grizzled old veteran at this point. How are you feeling about the old Spiel des Jahres Award ceremony? I wasn't really sure what to expect. I have to say, if this is the biggest media event in the board game industry in the world, right? It's very offbeat. It's very casual. You know, this industry does have a lot of really great people, really nice people. It's like, it's very personable. I mean, you can just like walk up to the winners and chat with them. You can walk up to the MCs. It's not like, you know, there's a winner walking past us right now. Yeah, and he smells good. Yeah. I, he's think he's just, his I think he's just had a shower, is he? Oh, yeah, drinking a wine without me. Yaris Beer without me. A wine without me. Well, it's okay. Grab, go and grab yourself a drink. Some days you will come to the Lake of Consumers. Oh, I can't wait. And you you will be so thirsty. And then you will say, Michael, <laughs> please, just give me a water. And I will say, oh, what? No, and you will I'll, send, I'll, send, I'll send Ule Blenheim. I would love... Oh. 
and then you <laughs> so it's us, us, us or Uli? Jews. Okay, okay. He's like, I choose. both against me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be better. Oh, Everyone. I like, I like him very much. But he's originally from the real hard walking conflict yeah, simulation exactly. uh, category. And so, um, I don't know. We all agree that we get Uli in small doses and it's enough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's good you've taken your suit off. You look better not in a suit. <laughs> so I think the listeners just experienced it. Michel Pan, the Spiel des Jahres winner, just yeah. walked by and gave me shit. Like the Spiel des Jahres for yeah. Dorf from Antique. And uh, I feel kind of bad about slightly slagging it off earlier. But you know, I'm talking about my experience of a game that I am not saying is bad. I got a problem though. Wait, oh no. <sighs> ben. Sorry I didn't tell you I invited Tabuleto. Why did you bring him to this? Well, he no. brought me because I'm Have the only organ of truth in this whole bloody industry. Alright, I've heard what you've had to say about Do you know the what? Do you know oh, what? Oh god. You know who's behind these awards? No, Tabuleto, no, no, Tabuleto. No. Yeah! Go get more wood chips. There's a pile of wood chips over there. Go get oh, more wood chips. Oh, they're free wood chips. Yes, they're free wood chips. They're free wood chips, and I think a dog pissed on them. Were they provided by the bankers? No, just go get the wood chips, Tabuleto. All right, I'll oh go God. and get some wood chips. Ben, why did you invite him? Because he's so cute. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing his fucking bullshit theories about honestly, who's behind the Honestly, the honestly, I was having a chat with him. He speaks more sense than you, man. <laughs> I don't think so. Honestly, I went over. He's quite convincing. I, he was in the corner the other day. I went over and there was these pamphlets on the table. I don't know what they're doing there. And like Buddhist pamphlets, were they? No. Well, <laughs> well, they had some very disturbing ideas. And I don't know what like his thing about the Spiel des Jahres is. This is a legitimate. He was just telling me. He was just telling me that he doesn't think. The, the facade yeah, that they yeah. put across uh, yeah, uh -huh. is, uh, sure. is... You know who's running here, though, don't you? No. So, who are the nominees this year? So, we had Dolph Romantic. Yeah. Uh, Next Station London. Yeah. And fun facts. Yeah, so, so and Dwarf Romantic won. Yeah, it did, yeah. And what, what about that outcome indicates that there's some kind of conspiracy? I mean, I, you'd have to get Tabuleto on to do a... To yeah, do let's, a... Let's, let's not, let's not. Anyway, so... This is main feed material, isn't it? <laughs> it is, These yeah. people don't know about Tabuleto. They don't. You should go onto patreon.com forward slash 5 g d and be introduced to Tabuleto. Yeah. The, probably, I think, the best contributor to the 5 g d family. Yeah, I mean, the, the best character. I mean, I don't even it's say... character. What do you mean? Yeah. He's, a, he's a genuine Char baby char ca ca Character in our group is what I mean. So could you, for the listeners... You have to explain now who Tabuleto could, is? Yeah, they'll pick it up. They're clever people. Yeah, that's true. Explain. So describe for the listeners where we are currently stood. Oh, this is beautiful. You know, I don't get to experience Berlin like this. That is to say, like a tourist very often. Right. We are on the um, the rear terrace of a very nice hotel where we just exited the... I mean, is it very nice? I mean, it seems a bit fucking lame to me, but there we are. I think as hotels go, it's you can have a guitar sent up to your room as room service. It's a very which nice. Which is a bit fucking tryhard. It's, it's a very nice for Berlin hotel that happens to back onto the River Spree. I don't know why. Spray. I say, why did I say River Spree? Because you know you're, you're got, doubling down. Because I got ready for the R. I was preparing the River Spree. Spree. 
And uh, we're, we're, we have a view of the famous bridge whose Ober, name I... Oberbaumbrücke. Yeah, this is the famous bridge. It's like Tower Bridge, but Berlin. Yeah. And doesn't, it doesn't lift up, though. It, the weather is did lovely. You hear the, did you hear the story about We've that? We've got clear skies. What Story about what? Some dickhead from Nevada. Nevada? Wanted to buy Tower Bridge. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't know it was called no. Tower... He thought it was no, called no, 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 London no, 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 Bridge. No. He wanted to buy... Well, yes. He's like, I want to buy London Bridge because I assume London Bridge is the he's one the, with the He's towers. the big impressive one, right? And the British are just like, <laughs> yeah, you can have this shitty little bridge. Yeah, yeah. And they sold him the shitty little bridge. Like, literally, we have this joke in New York about like, and if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> you literally sold him the bridge. Yeah, and it's the shitty one. And it's in Lake Lake Havasu, yeah, in Arizona. Nevada or something. Or Arizona, yeah, one yeah, of the two. Arizona. And it's like, it's like... It's the shit bridge. Can you imagine how he felt when the delivery came out? And he's like, where's the lifty uppy bits? Now, it would have been fine if it was like the Shakespearean era London Bridge when it was the only bridge. Right. And you had like buildings on it. That's pretty cool that there cool. are buildings Absolutely, on the bridge, yeah. right? Why don't they do that anymore? Why don't they have like shops and shit on the bridge? I don't know. Because it kind of makes sense. It's like a very efficient use of real estate. One would have thought. I think we should design a board game called London Bridge that's somehow about that. Isn't there a board game called London Bridge? I mean, prob- like probably. Queen Games? Probably, probably. Anyway, so... Fucking everything's been done. Everything's been done. There's, there's, there's nothing new in the world. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. What are so, you going to do? So, so what is your view of the board game community after having done this ceremony? I don't think this is a community ceremony. I think this is an industry ceremony. We shouldn't lose sight of that fact. The board game industry is small compared to a lot of other industries, but, but does, does, this does, is like does the industry not reflect the general sort of the vibe. Yeah, of the... I guess. But it's like it's very like I said, it's very offbeat. And as like industry events go, if this is like the best they're gonna do to hype our hobby, then it's hard for me to like complain about any kind of artificiality going on because I think there are like genuinely excited people here to cheer on like how do I say normal people winning prizes for the real work they put into their hobby to their games their craft that could earn them some money but it's not like you know Elon Musk money no it's respectable it's respectable but money it they, could, was... they could all be doing something else and they're doing this well what's, what's fascinating is I spoke to the challengers guys earlier and this is going to be just before this goes up so it's redundant really but you're going to hear it hear me say it again I like said to them is this your main gig yeah. And they both sort of said, kind of no, but now, yes. I Wait, mean, hang on a second. There's a snooker table right over there. Go get her. Go talk to her. Oh, I'm a bit nervous, though. She's very attractive. Yeah, just just go, just go, just go. You can do a tabuleto, I believe. I don't want to. I'm done. Oh. It's a snooker table. How many holes does a snooker table have? Oh, they've got like eight of them or something. Yeah, go, 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 I mean, go, I'd go. love to. I'd love to, but I'm very nervous. That red speed cloth. What should I say to her? Don't talk to her about your ideas. But that's the core of who I am. I bring my whole person to the workplace. Just go, just go, 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 go. All Sorry. right, um, all right. I love your pockets. All right, sorry. Well, bless him. I hope he does. I hope he does well. That. Sorry about that. I was checking out that that snooker table myself. <laughs> well, I mean. Anyway. Um, I wanted to say about this event, apropos of board game media, yeah. there ain't a lot of it here in evidence. In fact, you seem to be the only one going around doing interviews. I mean, there are not the, I mean, you're not give the, me, give you're me not, the credit, baby. You're not the only one. But as far as like people, <laughs> as far as as far as people like treating this like a real media event, you're doing the work, and I don't see too many other people doing it. You might be one of the few 
proper board game journalists. You're doing. I mean, I don't want to. Do, you do. You do interviews. You're doing um, op-ed. You're doing uh, coverage. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to sound thing. like a dickhead. You're on the beat. I don't want to sound like a self-righteous dickhead. I'm doing it for you. But they let me into this event to drink my fucking booze and that. Yeah. I should do a bit of work, shouldn't I? You know what I mean? I, there are plenty of people here not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Doing fuck all. Yeah. Anyway, you're yeah. right. This is not. We should not be like self-aggrandizing on the podcast. That is unseemly. Yeah, you, you're allowed to do all the self-aggrandizing nonsense. You know, I do it because you know, no matter how many episodes I appear on of this thing, I never really feel like it's my thing. It's your thing, and I'm still like an outsider. I'm a patron, by the way. Yeah, no, you are. I get to comment my biggest on your supporter. That's right. I get to comment on your work. So my, my praise comes from a place of uh, indulgence. I will keep supporting you because I believe in what you're doing, because I believe in this hobby and the people in it, and that you're trying to like shine a light on it for those of us who also care about it. I mean, the wonderful thing, to wrap up for me, the most wonderful thing about coming God, here... God, I must be drunk talking like this. This is the second time I've come to this... I was supposed to come last year, but I got the COVID. Yeah. But what really reinforces how wonderful this whole hob- hobby is. Yeah. Do you, so you say herb, right? Herb, yeah, herb. Do you say hobby er, er, as well? Er, herbs and spices. No, hobby, say, hobby. Why? I, I don't know. Where's the consistency? Um, so British English is more consistent. Yeah, we pronounce you, you the say, H. You say, you say aluminium even though it's not spelled like that. Yeah, aluminium, yeah. There's no I in the end. No it, no, it is spelled like that in English English. No, we spell it aluminum. Yeah, no, you spell it wrong. Yeah, I agree. You spell it with the I. Yeah, are of you course. sure? Are you sure? That's why we say aluminium. Are you out of your mind? Oh, then explain that. You we, know, the language diverged when it traveled across the sea. No, it 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 it's, it stayed the same. Actually, it stayed the same in my country, and you changed. Exactly, you changed. We've we've progressed. You, start, you started copying the way German kings spoke English. What was what was the word for autumn? In England in like 1650. Fucking red leaf falling. It was fall, exactly. And you've retained it because yeah. you're a simplistic people. Mm-hmm. And we've advanced because we're... We speak cool. Shakespeare's English in America. That's right. The way he spoke it. No, you don't. Yes. Do you say six and 20? Yep. You fucking I sure do. <laughs> fucking all the time, but yes. Okay, so it's a wrap-up. Anyway, I think that... This... The fact that they allow a chancer like me into this place, the fact that everyone's so fucking sound, and the fact that the people who win are genuinely fucking happy about it, yeah, is a real endorsement of an industry that seems to, in most cases, not have the cynicism that other industries. I was about have. to say exactly that thing. I don't detect any cynicism here. And boy, I'm looking for it. And you know, I am looking for it. And even the people who didn't win, I think they're genuinely like, happy like, for the yeah, people I'm who like, did. I'm like, right? I'm like looking them up and down, like Matthew Dunson. I'm like, aren't you disappointed? You flew all the way from Australia for this. He, I don't think he's that bothered by it. Genuinely, no. no. There might be like a small twinge somewhere deep down inside of him, but like you say, the people here are the genuinely nice people. They're good people. I don't know, they, I think they actually feel like they're all in it together somehow. It, it is, it feels like they're, 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 they're the community I don't feel like I'm a part of, Ben. It feels like Apple in the 80s, right? What do you mean? It feels much more Steve Wozniak than Steve Jobs. So will, it? will it stay like this? This is the hope. Yeah. This is the hope. And I think the biggest hope is that board games are a bit of a pain in the arse. Yep. Because 
you need to have physical products, you need to sit around a table, you need to look at other people. And in a world in which we're being compelled to look at screens more than look at people, I think I think board games is board games is board games is board games in the abstract exactly is it's like it's like when people say the data are or whatever not the data is yeah it's like they use data I think that's pretentious but anyway I think I think it feels like this is an industry that is bent upon putting people in a room together and doing what humans so, are meant to do, which hobby, is be together. You, gotta, you right? have to buy the box, you have to unbox and punch out all the pieces and learn the fucking rules and you got to go through all of it, you got to invite people over. And none of this is purely altruistic. I mean, there is a ritual and a fun to it. But, but there but, is an absolute but, joy to it. But I think um, what you're saying is like this friction is a feature. Yeah, no, it is a feature. It's not a bark. Mm. And I, I think... I think it is such a pleasure yeah. to be involved in an industry that kind of doesn't give a fuck how you look, yeah. kind of doesn't give a fuck what language you speak, and just, you know, and I think the Spielders Yaris Awards Ceremony reaching out and inviting a guy from Ukraine to come over and fucking do a little talk yeah. is, is an indication about how much... And it doesn't seem performative. It doesn't seem bullshit. It seems genuine. And I think board gaming has not been riven by the kind of political infighting that other industries have, other creative industries have, and it feels genuine. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Oh, speaking of friction, speaking of riven, Tabuleto, put down that pool stick. I'm going to put it in me.